Blog Talk Radio.
tell y'all, it's some technical difficulty starting right off with my on my end, okay? So, <laughs> man. hey, it's, I've been gone a week, I've been out a week, and I'm already coming back for y'all with y'all with some technical difficulties, okay? All right, you guys, welcome to the show. If you are just now tuning in, I am Carlotta. I am that chick you like, and you know what? It's a messy show today, okay? <laughs> Okay, so like on my end, it's messing up. Okay, so I got you know I'm trying to get my 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 stuff up my my uh, my stuff up, and it just doesn't want to act right. Okay, so it's all good. Okay, so you know how I start off normally. I tell y'all about my week, my week. Oh my god, it's been nice and quiet, and getting back to you know Texas. I got back to Texas. I mean, let me get back to Texas. Late Sunday, last week, Sunday night, I got to spend a week and a half with my grandparents. (laughs) Almost two weeks with my grandparents. Let me tell y'all something. My grandparents are a hoot. They are too funny, okay? uh, So it was like a fun, it was really a fun trip because it was some unexpected things that happened that I wasn't expecting. I actually went to uh, MC host Pam Newton's fashion show, which turned out to be a great success. I have to tell you guys about that. But... My weekend there, I, it was really, it was it was actually surprising because my aunt that I haven't seen since I was like a teenager, like a young girl, maybe not even a teen, probably about 12 or something, my grandfather's sister was in town with her kids, and I was like, oh, my God, it was such a huge surprise. I was so excited. I got to see my Aunt Barbara, so it was like, wow, that was the coolest. I loved that. And my family came over my little cousin Renee, <laughs> so I will Shantae. We call her Renee for sure, but uh, she. Uh, but it was so fun. It was such a great time, right? And I hadn't seen my cousin since I was a little girl. So like the last time I was in Houston, I think I hadn't seen my little cousins. So, it, but now they're big, you know. Now they're grown. We we, we grown grown. <laughs> so it was like it was it was such a it was such a fun time. It was really I was not expecting that and I enjoyed uh talking to them and my cousin gave me her book. She has a book about her son and I'm gonna try to have her on the show. Uh she has an anime like a young a young people's book about her son called Trey and we I'm gonna have her on the show one of these weeks. I haven't scheduled anybody. Y'all know I said I've got I got people I got like three to four people to schedule for y'all. Coming up in the few following weeks, and listen, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get back and get on it, okay? But that's what you know. So it was I I had to go. So I wasn't expecting that. And then Sunday, I got to go to my grandparents' church, right? And at their church is all their old friends, like all their people singing groups and people that used to sing with them and stuff. And so some of them I haven't seen in a while. So it was so cool. I got to see all of them. It was so fun. It was so neat. <laughs> they be cracking me up when they go to church. Like my granny, sometimes, you know, my my granny won't. She she don't want to sing. Some, they got a little choir, you know, and it's a lot of older people. They got a little choir there. My, grand, my granny sometimes don't be wanting to sing in the choir. They just talking about how they trying to make her sing and stuff. But every now and then she'll get up and sing. But listen, it was just too cute, okay? <laughs> They was doing them, you know, them, them old back in the day. The Jesus on the main line. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, do I remember that? 
Because, you know, new school, we used to do a praise and worship. You know, like, that. they they do that old, you know, the deacon, old Baptist, you know, Jesus is on the main line. You tell them what you want. I, 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 it's, that cracks me up. <laughs> and they did this one song I hadn't heard in years. I was like, whoa, like I hadn't heard since I was a little girl. I was, it was like it was like old school, like old school black nineteen seventies eighties choir. <laughs> but when you think Jesus is on the main line, you know it's bad. <laughs> but I loved it. I enjoyed it. I had a great, great time. Okay, I enjoyed seeing everybody. It was so fun. And then the following following week. Oh, I, got to go out, I got to go out with my girlfriends and stuff, which I always enjoy and love, okay? We got to shoot the breeze. We went to this new Mexican restaurant, too, in Kansas City. It was called Zoe something. I forget the name of it. Oh, it was so good. It was good. I wasn't thinking it was going to be good because there was another Mexican restaurant there before, and I had a bad experience, so I was, like, thinking of the same. But, oh, my God, it was good. Like, you know, and we just ordered different stuff so we could all taste it. It was it was good. It was good. Zolos, Zolos, something. I forget the name of it. It was good, though. It was really, really good. And here's the weird thing, okay? This little sweet girl, she was so cute. She messed up my order, right? I ordered, actually, like, I forget what I ordered. I ordered some, like, um, uh, I think I ordered, like, a, a corny asada because I loved that, right? But I think she bought me some. Some chicken dish, like polo something. I can't even remember what it was. And I was like, I, I didn't order it. <laughs> this is not what I ordered. <laughs> and she said, oh, my God, oh, my God. I was like, no, 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 because it looked really good. So I said, let me go ahead. I'll take it, and I'll taste it, because, you know, I, don't, I didn't want to wait for my food any longer. <laughs> it was bomb. I'm glad she made the mistake, Okay. Oh my god, it was so good! It was excellent. Okay, it was really good. So I, I, I enjoyed. I had a good time, right? Had a really great time. Um, what else? Oh, and so the fashion show was Friday night. Listen. Oh my god, it was so fun. I had a blast, okay? You know what I'm saying? I had such a blast. I had some friends show up for support. Shout out to them because I really need the support there and I'm so glad they came. And I even met some old friends. Like it was this lady who well, she's actually the daughter of of these these people that used to live down the street from me. And I was like you know, and, and she didn't know who I was until one of my other friends introduced me. Like, you remember her? And I was like, oh, my God. And, like, we hadn't seen each other since I was a little girl. So it was so cool. That was cool. And But the fashion show itself was, it was great. It was fun. Nice fashion. The setup was dope. Oh, my God, it was so fun. I had a great time. It was, it was, it was not like emceeing. I, you know what? I just get up and be myself. I learned from my granny. <laughs> my granny used to emcee all kind of things in the city, so I, I learned for how to like do. And I was a little nervous. I was a little nervous, but you know what? 
I got through it. I just was, and I got to have my own little mini because, you know, they had, my grandmother always warned me, have a filler because people, sometimes things happen. <laughs> and so I had this moment where I got to have my own little, like, fashion show with the audience members, and it was so cool. They loved it. People loved it. They was having fun. You know, people got to walk down, show off their outfit, everything. I got to pick people in the audience. I had a blast. Let me tell you, I really did. And so many people afterwards was coming up to me and saying, oh, my God, I enjoyed you. Thank you. Or you were so great. You were this and that. And I'm so excited because Pam liked it. Even though she was running around, she didn't have a chance to see it. She was modeling, too. But it was so great. I had, And I got to show off some outfits that I hadn't worn many, child. Yes, I hadn't worn at all. <laughs> so it was it was. It was a, except for I was mad. Let me tell y'all what happened. I had these horrible, I hate these stockings that I had on, okay? Two things, bad things happened, okay? I forgot my first outfit, right? I forgot my first outfit because I had put it on, and my grandma was like, ah, don't put your outfit on. So, because I was just going to be, I was just going to go straight into it with my outfit. My grandma was like, change there, whatever. So, I forgot it. And I actually had two other outfits in my bag. But I called one of my besties, which is Felicia, and I said, "Hey, are you coming? Are you are you coming early? Yeah, I'm on my way." I said, "Can you stop by the house and get my outfit?" She's like, "Sure." <laughs> so she stopped by, got my outfit. Ended up not even wearing it because I had to do a filler in between something happened, so I had to do this this thing, this filler. But I got to wear these two really great outfits. And the only thing I was mad about is because my stockings wasn't right. I hate the stockings I had on. But other than that. It was fire. I had a blast. I looked good, felt good. This girl who did my makeup, what is her name? Oh, my gosh, she's so, I forget her name. I got to, let me, you guys, I got to think of her name. Let me tell you, my my thing is acting up right now, so I'm not moving as quick as I normally would move. <laughs> oh, so today, so y'all, bear with me, okay, because this, you know, Y'all know how I be how I be on this. Y'all know how I be, okay? Y'all know how I be doing out in these streets. Okay, sometimes it be it be a lot going on, okay? The girl was Shan Shan I think it's Shantae Wyatt, okay? Oh my goodness. She did such a good job. And she had this lip she I you know, I told her I normally am a red lipstick girl. Like I love red lipstick, okay? I some and I used to wear a lot of nudes, right? But I love red. Red pops for me. But she did this like beautiful, like she did a, it's like a red, but it was like a burnt kind of orange. Oh, it was like an orangey red. Oh, my God, it was fire. And, listen, she put these eyelashes on me. Listen, I don't like it. I don't even wear eyelashes. I tell, now I'm starting to think I should wear eyelashes all the time. But she put these eyelashes on me that was so fire. Listen, I was real cute. I was cute, cute. <laughs> I had a, it was it was just so fun. I had a great time. It was fun. I enjoyed hosting the fashion show. It was fun. It felt like me. You know, it was fun, okay? Because, I, you know, I am really a hospitality person anyway. <laughs> and it kind of kind of it's weird because I'm – this is weird. That's like my, sec, my other half of my personality, right? Because Keisha – I've told you all, Keisha is really shy. Like she's very shy. she's very reserved and everything, but Carlotta's like, <laughs> my daddy's people, <laughs> right? So I kind of really like 
you know, I like when Carlotta gets to show up, even though I was, you know, because most people in Kansas City know me as Keisha who don't who, who listen to the show or don't. So sometimes I go by Keisha. I go, it's easier to go by Keisha there because everybody's going to come up and call you Keisha anyway. <laughs> right? So except for people who don't my middle name and stuff like that. But I just enjoyed that part side, just showing, having fun, and I am glad people enjoyed it. And it was really, uh, it's really, it was really great because, it's, you know, I am on this thing about being bold this year in my late, because I'm in my late 40s, I'm like, you know what, I want to be more bold, go towards more things that I like to do and things like that. And so, you know, this was like one of those things. And so I was really excited about it. I really had a great time. So I wanted to tell y'all about that and share it with y'all. I did share some pictures. I didn't share any on the Carolina Travel Facebook page. Maybe I should, okay? But I had a I had a blast. It's some on Instagram though, okay? I really which is Carly's underscore galaxy, okay? But I had a great time. It was fun. I'm so glad that Pam gave me the opportunity. So it was it was fun. And um and the, and the DJ, me, me and DJ, because we knew each other from the last fashion show, right? So me and her was like, we was, we got it. I'm like, if I have a, a show, I need her. She is, she was, she was great. Okay, so I had a great, I had a great time. It was real fun. So that was my experience, my experience in emceeing. I really had a good time. It was fun. I can tell my granny all about it. She watched some of, like, my video footage. She loved it. So it was really good. My grandpa liked it. <laughs> my papa liked anything I do, okay? He ain't going to say nothing bad, okay? He ain't going to say. When I first was a young girl and I started singing, <clears throat> as a, as a like, my granny tell you if you off key. Like, she ain't got time. She ain't playing no games. Uh, uh, get on key, little girl. <laughs> but not my, uh, not my papa. My papa be like, uh, that sound good? Yes. When I sing Do You Know the Buffer Man as a little kid, he that's sing, baby. <laughs> so when I start doing talent shows and stuff, it's like he he don't even it's it's he all he sees is a little baby up there. So he, he just it's just sings she sings good. My grandma have a list of criticisms, like, Well, when you hit that note, I could kinda you did good, but you know, you could get better. You need voice control better. But not my papa. He don't see nothing bad, and it's still the same way today, okay? He don't see nothing. Ain't nothing bad happening. (laughs) All right, so, you guys, that was my week, my week, my last week in Heroin. I had, it was was great. I'm excited. I was so excited about it, too. It was so good. And I had this little sexy dress. This dress I had, people were saying, asking me so much about it. I'm going to tell you something. It was from Fashion Nova. Serious, it was beautiful, okay? I ordered it from Fashion Nova. I actually ordered it from my boudoir shoe, right? And I didn't wear it. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to wear it to this thing. And it's see-through, and it's real sexy. It's like, you know those see-through dresses where you can see the panty the panty thing or whatever? Oh, it was cute. And the boobs was up. The boobs was The, the hips was out. Cause I got the hips, right? I got the hips and the boobs. And the leg, I got it all to work it. <laughs> so it was fun. I love doing that, okay? I love dressing up, and I love showing out, too, because y'all know I'm a trip, okay? All right, so, you guys, whoo, let's get into, okay, listen. 
I am touch screening today on my computer because I don't know what's going on. I'm having a little slow time with my computer, okay? Something's going on here. But, <clears throat> all right, so we're going to get into it's a word. I really didn't have an it's a word for y'all. Straight up facts. I did not have. Y'all know how I always do. I, sometimes it comes to me at the last minute. I don't know what I'm going to say or whatever. But the, it's, it's, it's a, what I do is I do it's a word every week, a motivational word for something I learned this week or something, you know, I want to share with you guys to help motivate you throughout your week or encourage you in some sort of way. This week, my it's a word is, And it just came to me when I got out of the shower. <laughs> it is you understand that in order to feel fulfill God's given purpose for your life, understand that you will not always be liked. You're like, what God? In order to feel, fulfill God's given purpose for your life, understand that you won't always be liked, and it's okay. People won't always like you. I'm not saying being likable is important. Don't get me wrong, okay? Being likable is important, right? But people won't always like you, and people aren't always expected to like you, right? And the reason why I thought about this, because I was thinking about this last week, you know. You know, when I go home, I always have this, you know, like, you know, because I, I kind of revert back sometimes into a little kid a little bit <laughs> because it's the house I grew up in and everything like that. So I'm always finding myself sometimes reflecting back on the past and my current, you know, like where I'm at now. Like, you know, God, how did I, where am I at? Am I in the right space? How did I get here? Whatever. And and one of the things I realized as I was heading towards uh, last week and, try, and doing this big event, this event for Pam, which was sold out. But, hey, oh, let me tell y'all. I, I got more to tell y'all. I forgot about to tell y'all another part, but we'll get into that. It was so it was so many things. And let me tell you, it was so many things beforehand that was trying to go wrong <laughs> for me. <laughs> But I just, you know, I just said, you know what, well, okay, I'm going to be good, okay? But, listen, so I, before going into this big event, you know, I was concerned. Because sometimes, you know, I get concerned about myself. Sometimes I'm so, I can be a little insecure. I know my Leo ascendant makes me look like I'm real confident all the damn time. But I ain't. <laughs> right? So a lot of times I'm kind of my Virgo in nature. My Virgo, Virgo moon is kind of picking at me on the inside, like, you know, are, are people going to like you? Are people going to this and that? Are, are you going to be this and that? You know, I'm just, and sometimes that will stop you from doing things because you're so worried about being likable or, or a certain way. And being, like I said, being likable is important with balance, right? But you have got to understand in order to do anything of significance in life, okay, or anything powerful in life or for yourself that you have to Take away this idea of appearing likable to everyone, okay? Now, that night, as many people came up to me and said, oh, my God, I thought you were great. Oh, you were so, you look great. Oh, my God, you did such a good job. There's many people who came up to me and said that. There was somebody in that damn room that didn't like it. <laughs> and that's okay, right? It's okay. 
everybody, you ain't going to be everybody's cup of tea. But that, it's okay. In order to do, you got to realize that, and you and that will take away a lot of the weight off of you, is understanding that you have to have balance with, there's a difference between being likable and wanting to always be liked, okay? Because if you're wanting to always be liked so much that it tears, it rips you up inside and it makes you somebody else that you're not, it's not worth it. I mean, and, and what I mean is by not if you're a rude person and you mean and stuff like that, you need to check yourself. But I'm talking about when you're always saying, you know, the first thing that's the most important thing to you is being like, like if you're getting ready to give a speech on something that be, that may be controversial, right? You every everybody might not like what you got to say. I mean, you know, on this show, I have a lot of controversial opinions, right? And my opinions change with the wind sometimes, okay? But I have a lot of controversial opinions, and I can't think about y'all liking them or not when I get on here and say my shit, right? <laughs> because. That's who I'm trying to share with you, my thoughts on a thing, right? And so all the time you won't like me. I mean, I don't know how many of the beehives hate me, think I hate Beyonce. I don't hate her. I just have some constructive criticism. Same thing with her. She's just a big, people don't, everybody don't like her, right? But she still do her thing, right? So that's what I'm just saying. You can't uh, make being like so important to you that you fail to do God's given purpose for your life or God's, God's given uh, goal for you that on, the, on that day, the day that you're living, or each day. God's given goals for you on each day. The most important thing is God's purpose for your life, and then you balance it with being likable, with being approachable, and things like that. But understand that. Understand that you people won't always like you. And that's okay. That's part of the breakthrough, okay? So I I hope it makes sense. I hope this it's a word makes it's, it's a word makes sense that in order to feel fulfill God's given purpose for your life, you don't you won't always be likable. I mean, you won't always appear. Everybody won't doesn't always have to like you. That's the better word, okay? And that you have to understand what that purpose is. Now, that that doesn't mean I'm saying again. I have to reiterate this. That doesn't mean to not be like because being likable is important, right? But it isn't. Uh, you don't have to win everybody's approval. In order, that's a great word. You don't have to win everyone's approval in order to do what you were called to do, okay? And you won't get everyone's approval. Approval is a much better word, okay? I like that. You won't always get others' approval when you step into your God-given um, your God-given passion or your God-given, um, you know, uh, what God tells you to do, okay? You you won't always get it. You won't always get it. There are people who listen to the show and hate me, <laughs> And that's okay. They're like, I don't even understand. What is she talking about? This is, it's okay. Okay. But there are people who listen. There are some, I got a group of people who listen and love it. Okay. So it is what it is, right? But in order each day, just know that in order to do God's given purpose for your life, you don't need everyone's approval. Okay. You don't, and you won't get everyone's approval. All right. And that's your, it's a word for the day. Okay, don't seek a p- approval of others over your purpose. I mean, think about how many 
Like, I think about singing, you know, and this is part of my problem. You, I'll tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you all I'm going to share a story with you all, okay? I have to share my insecurity sometimes with you guys. <laughs> in order, but I feel like it helps you because I have people write me and say, hey, I appreciate you for saying this or blah, 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 blah. Okay, so I will share this with you guys. Part of the reason I don't sing as much anymore is I just, there was a lot of things to sing in. I didn't know it was like, oh, my God, you know, I love to sing. But really, seriously, the music business, I was like, ugh. I was like, ugh. But it was not only that, I had developed stage fright. I was like, really, like, you know, I had one performance, and I was just like, when I was young, maybe 20s or something like that, and somebody did say, I heard somebody say something, and it, it haunted me for some reason. You know what I'm saying? And I just, at that point, I developed a stage fright. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I developed a serious stage fright. And a few years ago, it really did me good because I went and I auditioned for one of the, what's, I think it was X Factor or something. I got up there. I think I got like, like I got to the second, third round or something like that. And it was so empowering because I made it through, like, right? You know what I'm saying? You know I didn't make it all the way. But it was empowering for me to break the energy of stage fright. I just wanted to do it. So I had to break this shit because I was like, you know, what the fuck? I, I'm letting something somebody said to me years ago stop me from doing something that is just God-given for me. Right? You know what I'm saying? And that was, not that I want to be a singer or anything like that, but I'm just saying it was a God-given gift, and I want to use it when I want to use it. Right? <laughs> so I'm just telling you, there's somebody out here, you may be trying to be a singer, or you may be trying to be an actress, or you may be trying to be a doctor or a lawyer or a, a preacher. I don't know what it is. And maybe you've heard criticisms or you've gotten a little stage fright or fear because really at the end of stage fright and fear for people, it's approval. It's wanting others' approval, right? And you got to understand that when you get out there, everybody ain't going to like you. Everybody ain't going to like your sermon. <laughs> everybody ain't going to like your singing. Like if you know if if Janet Jackson got scared every time somebody well, every time she got on stage and people didn't like her stuff, she she never get on stage. It, it's always somebody out there that's gonna be like a critic and be like, I don't like that, right? So you can't always seek others' approval when you have a purpose and a gift inside of you, okay? So that is my it's a word for y'all for today, okay? Understand you won't get everybody's approval. When you doing what you going what you trying to do in life, all right? And you, everybody ain't gonna like you. And in this cancel culture today that we have, this is it's, there's a there's this thing in society that nobody can be human, you know. And sometimes I do that on here, and I have to watch that myself in doing that because people have different opinions from you, even though I don't like it sometimes. Like you know, Candace Owens said something this week, and sometimes I like things Candace Owens say. Sometimes I think Candace Owens be sounding like an idiot. But she said something this week. I was like, what? You know what I'm saying? But she has a right to her opinion. I ain't got to like it. But she got a right to her opinion. But so so many times people are quick to cancel people for saying the wrong thing or, or not uh, 
they are, you know, are making a mistake or like Christy Teigen, which I'm gonna talk about a little bit later on in this in the show. And it's been it's so funny that it's happening to Christy Teigen because the left, the left, not conservatives, has been on this kick about, you know, the left has been very critical, politi- has been very politically correct. The the the, pe- the the group that's been p- pushing political correctness, the group that doesn't want anybody to say anything that doesn't appeal to their senses and stuff like that. So it's it's pretty interesting that Christy Teigen, who is a part of the left, is getting attacked. It shows you that you 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 know you can't you can't cancel human people out. People are not going to always say what you like. People are not going to always do what you like, and people are going to make mistakes. That's part of being human. That's part of humanity that we allow each other to make mistakes. We allow each other to, um, uh, to, and we allow people chances to redeem themselves. Okay, so you know it is what it is. That's what I just wonder in 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 this world and this cancel culture, there is this, always this thing to make people feel like they have to be perfect. I mean, even celebrities, you know what I'm saying? They can't even be themselves. They can't even say what they think because they're scared of being canceled, you know? It's really real. It's really crazy out here. And so at sometimes, you know, you got to give people the freedom. That don't mean you don't check people when they say something crazy or something like that, but it just means that you give people the space to be human. Okay? <sighs> That's all. Hope y'all get my it's a word for today, okay? All right, you guys. So I'm gonna go right into the news because let me see, there's this news this week. Oh man, my thing is acting out here. So y'all know I'm gonna be a little slow today. <laughs> it's gonna be a little slow because I've been. Um, my computer, for some reason, is acting out. I mean, I don't know what's going on here. All right, so let me, let me. okay, we're going to talk about Juneteenth first, okay? So Juneteenth, we're going right into the news, okay, because I did this little break with music, and I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a, in the middle, I'll, I'll do another break. It's going to be a weird show today, okay, because <laughs> I'm having technical difficulties. But Juneteenth is declared a federal holiday. Joe Biden did that. Actually, Trump was going to do this. Remember Trump was talking about this. Joe Biden is not doing anything while Trump, Donald Trump was talking about doing Juneteenth. He'd been talking about it for a minute, talking about being, Juneteenth being a holiday, okay? He had actually been pushing this. See, black people, we be seeing a lot of crazy stuff, but Donald Trump was actually pushing this, okay? Now, black people, we like, he's pushing it because he won the black vote. Well, so was, well, so was Joe. Joe ain't promising nothing, no tangibles, okay? He's just trying to push a – he's the one that was last was a couple of weeks ago at the Tulsa thing, time I ain't going to be – they're not going to be having repara- – don't worry about reparations, okay? But he was showing up there, in my personal opinion, for a picture, a, a photo op. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, I digress on, on your boy Joe. Uh, this is according to Crone.com, uh, uh, okay? It says, uh, Congress and President Joe Biden acted with unusual swiftness this week in approving Juneteenth as a national holiday. That shifted the battle to the states where the holiday faces a far less enthusiastic response. Now, I don't understand why. See, this is the problem. when You, you can't say America is not a, doesn't have a problem with race. Well, and, and, and I'm almost now saying it's not just race America has a problem with. 
America has a problem with black native native black American lineage, Adolf lineage. Okay, uh, it, it, there is a distinct attack between, and that's why I I feel it's so important what because there's this sidebar here. There is this, and I want black Americans, native black Americans who are listening to me right now to understand our ADOS, or the FBA, whatever y'all is. Uh, y'all know what I'm saying. To understand that there is an uh, attack, in my personal opinion, to erase black American culture and globalize it, okay? There is this thing to globalize African-American, Native, Black, Adolf culture, American descendants of slaves, there's an eraser, eraser of traditional black Americans' story in America because as we have more immigrants of color, of black people who are of color, come into the United States, a lot of people will attach onto the lineage of Adolf, and they will uh, suddenly... Um, there's not a, a, a line anymore. We don't have distinction when there should be distinction because even like Juneteenth is it being suddenly, it's like being globalized. And I mean, it's okay for everybody to celebrate Juneteenth. I, we, I mean, some, some people celebrate St. Patrick's Day, okay? But we there's an understanding that it's an Irish, you know, holiday, right? So, what I'm saying is when you celebrate Juneteenth, understand that you are celebrating the story of Adolf in America. You are celebrating the story of traditional black folks in America. It is our story. It's not everybody's story. It is our story. It is our distinct story. And we need to own that more. We need to own our lineage, and we need to we have to distinguish ourselves from even other black groups because our story in America uh, continues, and we continue to have not only attacks in America towards Adolf has a lineage, but has race too, right? So we have to we have to understand our lineage in order to understand what has happened to Black America. I think there's an attempt to globalize Black America, so we can't really look at the numbers. Of where black African, where traditional black Americans are sitting since slavery. So if you're looking at our numbers and you're throwing Nigerians in those numbers, and you're throwing uh, Haitians and Jamaicans and uh, first generational American Jamaicans and Haitians, you don't really get our true numbers. You don't really. That's, I love how uh, Yvette Carnell and Antonio Moore put it. It's uh, you know it's a mask. It's a decadent veil. It, it covers are failures, so you don't see how lineage and race interact in America, what has happened to this specific group of people over this last 400 years in their story, and have they, uh, how, how has slavery affected them, how has Jim Crow affected them and institutionalized racism, this particular group, and how they're succeeding and how they're not succeeding to understand the dynamics of race and infrastructure in America. But if you're throwing other groups in there, you won't get that picture, right? So it's very important to, to me for black Americans to start to distinguish the, their lineage and ourselves. Because what we'll do, we tend to celebrate, even me, I, we celebrated a Barack Obama going to the White House 
in terms of color because he was a Kenyan, you know, a half black president, but he isn't half a he isn't Adolf. He isn't a descendant of slaves in America. So we still haven't had a president that is a descendant of slaves in America. Several generations into America become president. And Kamala Harris, it's the same thing. We celebrate that, but Kamala Harris is of Jamaican descent and Asian descent, okay? So Indian descent. So she is not, that is not our lineage. So we still have ADOS have not had a group of people to ascend to the highest office in the land. And we have to, we, we have to understand that in America now, maybe there's just, there's a, there's a caste system when it comes to lineage too. You know what I'm saying? So there is, um, so when we talk about Juneteenth, understand the, the, the story of Juneteenth, okay? The story of Juneteenth is about, uh, is the story of Native Black America. And everybody can celebrate it. I don't understand why the states would, I don't understand why this isn't a national holiday for America anyway. Because slavery is such a ugly stain on America's uh, past that everybody should want to celebrate the freedom of human beings and the atrocious system they went through. But that's what I'm talking about, race in America. When you got states that don't want to celebrate, don't see no need to celebrate, I don't want to. What kind of crappy, shitty person, shitty group are you to not want to celebrate the freedom and the and the removal of a stain on America that was so deep. And America did racism. Did, I mean, they did slavery different. It was not only chattel slavery, but it was abusive mentally, physically. It's a wonder that black folks survived for several generations. Okay, so when you when you celebrate Juneteenth, understand who the story is about. Okay, and so. Hey, you know what I'm saying? I don't. I wouldn't take away. And, and this is. I don't want other black Ameri- I don't want other black Americans of other descents to get. Because uh, 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 a lot of people tend to get upset when we try to distinguish ourselves. I would never take away the, uh, the idea of Haiti being the first black republic. That's dope. That should be celebrated. But when I act like, you know what I'm saying, I, the story of those, of that, that story in in in, uh, um, in Haitian story, it should be celebrated. But why would I try to erase black folks in America's story? Why would I try to erase them? Like, I wouldn't try to erase Haitians from the Haitian Revolution. Right? So don't try to erase traditional black American folks from Juneteenth. It is a story about our ancestors and what they went through in America. And you can celebrate that and be an ally with us, right, without trying to, you know, feel some sort of way or trying to globalize us, right? Because understand, we have to, I do believe black Americans have to distinguish themselves. But it says nearly all states recognize Juneteenth in some fashion, at least on paper, okay? But most have been slow to move beyond procrastination Pro, uh, pro, 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 proclamations issued by governors or resolutions passed by lawmakers. So far, at least nine states have designated it 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 in uh, it in law as an official paid state holiday. Illinois, Louisiana, Maine, Massachusetts, New Jersey, New York, Texas, Virginia, and Washington. Alba, Texas, where the events of the original Juneteenth took place, 
actually after killing after the killing of George Floyd last year. Okay, so now I'm going to say this, and a lot of people, I've been around a lot of places and stuff like that. The two biggest, I know other people celebrate Juneteenth, but the two biggest places that I've known for years that celebrate Juneteenth a lot, I've always known, is Texas, and I'm sure there are other states, and Kansas City, Missouri. Kansas City has always been, if somebody tried to say it was just Texas, the other day, it's like, no. We've had the Juneteenth Festival for years. Like R&B stars, everything would be at the Juneteenth Festival. It's, it's been going on in Kansas City since I was a young girl. So that, and it's big too, okay, and they and they block off the 18th, the historic 18th and Vine area um, normally, and they have a big block party for a whole weekend out there. That's, that shit's been going on in Kansas City forever. <laughs> so, you know, uh, so... There, you know, so Juneteenth grew up. I grew up with Juneteenth, very much a part of our heritage. If you grew up in the Kansas City area, we we knew about it. And I know Texas also, and others, and probably other states too. So, uh, but uh, you know, this is to me Joe Biden's attempt to garner more black votes. Has he heads around to losing the, which I think he'll lose the Congress. I mean, he'll lose the House and the Senate come 2022. But he's trying to sure up his shit now with symbolism instead of tangibles like reparations. We need to talk about reparations up in here, up in here, cut the check, cut the check. We were celebrating Juneteenth without y'all, okay? So we need now, you see, the symbolism, that's cool and all, but where's the check, okay? Our ancestors... What has happened to our ancestral our ancestors over the course of 400 years deserves repayment. Is a debt that America owes, and America needs to pay that shit. There's nothing else to say. So you can throw up a Juneteenth holiday or whatever you want. I'm so proud of black people that they not taking it like they. I've seen so many black people on social media like. Damn, I mean, that's all right. Damn, the federal holiday, where's cut the check? I see so much of that, and I was so proud because that means our minds are changing. Normally, we'd accept symbolism, especially with that tired black caucus up there. Let me tell you about, talk about the black caucus for a minute. Not all of y'all, but most of y'all. The black caucus, and, I, you know, I'm not an ageism person because I believe that you can have an old mindset when you're young, like a, a non-progressive mindset as a young person, and you can have a progressive mindset as an old person, okay? So it ain't really about age. But a lot of times some people up in there is too old. Like it's been like it's a lot of them up there that just stop fighting. They just, they've been fighting for so long for symbolism that they forgot how to fight for anything real for black America. And they forget why they ask is this. And I am so glad to see them. I don't know how many of them is it, but it's, it, it gives me. I want to see them being replaced by other black people within the next, by next 2022. We need to be putting other black people up to run against these people in these states. These people that have been up there since they were 80 some years old, stuff like that, and still got the same mindset. They was up there smiling and giggling with Joe Biden. Like he did and singing and everything else, like he did something major by signing that federal holiday. No, he did not do nothing major. That should have been done. We need 
them to cut a check. We need to have a discussion of reparations and not that HR 40 rule shit, okay? We need to have a discussion on reparations in terms of American descendants of slaves. The lineage that we is not, and everybody ain't in this, it's black American, traditional Americans. Okay, we are the we are who the, the the debt is owed to. Everybody else can. I'm for everybody else getting their reparations. I'm for people getting their reparations for Europe. I mean, France, wherever you gotta go. Okay, but this right here is a is is between America and Adolf, and we have to distinguish that. Okay. So, yeah, so as you celebrate Juneteenth this week, please remember, they need to cut the check. <laughs> okay? So, oh, my goodness. So what else is in this news here we got to talk about, y'all? Okay, I talked about Trump wanting to do this for us, but let me talk about Candace Owens for a little bit because, you know, sometimes we get caught up on, you know, Candace is a conservative but even conservatives, most conservatives were for Juneteenth. It was a bipartisan bill. But Candace Owens, which I got to pull up, I follow Candace Owens. I follow people I don't like. <laughs> I mean, I don't like their opinions always. I, I don't have a problem with Candace. So sometimes Candace says things I agree with. Sometimes she doesn't. Okay, I mean, you know, sometimes uh, I, I I follow Yvette. I like Yvette, but sometimes I don't agree with everything she says, right? So um, let me talk about Candace. Let me put up here what Candace has said this week. I mean, you know, has coming from a black person. I think she's a from the Virgin Islands of Caribbean descent. So I mean, I don't, you know, which is American, but um, you know, let's talk about her because child. Let me find her tweet. I mean, let me see. Can I find it here? Okay, you guys. Trying to find where she said. Um, She was basically saying, uh, She she basically was talking about that. Uh, she said, uh, it, and here's something no liberals uh, says. I can't find her exact t- tweet, but it says, um, conservative talk show host Candace Owens has taken aim at Juneteenth celebrations, calling the newly announced holiday lame and a way for Democrats to re- repackage segregation. Now she's re- she's really stupid. And at this point for saying that statement, because I don't know what she's talking about, repackage segregation. I have no fucking clue what she's talking about. But uh, Trump was even for Trump was the first one that was for Juneteenth celebration. Donald Trump was. Donald Trump was one of the first American presidents talking about, not even y'all fucking Emperor Barack Obama, punk-ass Barack Obama. Matter of fact, I should be leaving his punk-ass after celebration. He could have did this shit when he was in office. Y'all emperor could have did this shit, but he did not. Okay, took Joe Biden's old ass, but uh, uh, Donald Trump was talking about it first. He ought to be embarrassed. Donald Trump up here talking about it, and he, I, I can't do nothing because I didn't have it. Seen it. Yes, you did. You you could have did something. You had it the first two two years, was the first three or four years of his pres- presidency. Liar. 
Uh, y'all don't even know why y'all even pay attention to him anymore. He is ridiculous. Obama is ridiculous. I said as a former supporter, I said ridiculous. Okay. Anyway, but Candace says that. Okay. And as a black woman, I don't understand what your problem is with celebrating Juneteenth, the freedom of African Americans. Because your black ass would have been in slavery today if if Juneteenth hadn't happened. What the fuck is wrong with you? That you talking about it's a lame holiday. And I think she said something about I'm going to continue to celebrate the 4th of July. Did nobody tell you not to celebrate the 4th of July? I'm going to celebrate the 4th of July too, but I'm going to celebrate Juneteenth. Why the hell has a black woman would you not want to celebrate? Celebrate the end of fucking slavery. You couldn't have married your white man that you married to right now, Candace. Your mixed baby, did she just have a baby not too long ago? Your mixed baby would be a slave enslaved. Even if her daddy was white. What the what the You know what? This is that she's just being provocative. And this is where I have a problem with Candace Ellen's lack of empathy and provocativeness. Just trying to be provocative. Come on, girl. You are a black woman. Had the end of slavery not come. And I love, I think Azealia, Azealia Banks read her ass. Thank you, Azealia. She read her ass. She read her ass for filth. And she's still running around singing stuff like, uh, Juneteenth is lame. I mean, what a, what a fucking idiot. I'll say it right now. I, that's a fucking idiotic. She's not an idiot. It's an idiotic statement. It's judgmental for me to call her an idiot. But I feel like calling her an idiot. But it's an idiotic statement. Just really stupid. Like, you, what black person is not celebrating the end of fucking slavery? Even black people that ain't black Americans celebrating like, damn, you know, if we would have came out, they probably would have got our ass too. Yes. They celebrating the, uh, uh, the the end of slavery in America. What the fuck are you talking about? I mean, y'all gotta quit. Some things you gotta ignore. And I hate to waste time on talking about that. What she said because it's so stupid. It's really so dumb and stupid. And Candace says some very brilliant things from time to time. I'm not saying that Candace don't say no brilliant things. Some of her thoughts are brilliant. I've heard Candace speak on some things, and I'm like, yeah, shit, I can agree with that shit. And some things I'm like, well, she scares me. And this is one of them. Okay, so uh, it was very interesting. I thought that was ridiculous, really crazy, okay? Let's talk about Chloe Bailey. <laughs> Y'all know how I love me to Chloe and Haley, right? Y'all know how I feel about Chloe and Haley. I just feel I, I love those girls, okay? I got criticism, though, okay? And I know, you know, young people today, a lot of times, see, what's going on today is that sometimes, you know, y'all don't want no correction sometimes. Sometimes you need to some correction, okay, because you need to understand there's a difference between uh, celebrating your sexuality, and understanding 
when the right time to do that is, okay? Um, I don't know if Chloe was, see, because I don't know what her her aim was, If you know, but Chloe Bailey praised for Juneteenth's special performance of Nina Simone Classic, okay? She wasn't praised. Some people did. A lot of people did not like it. A lot of people came through and liked it. I have, I have criticism for it, not for being too sexy, but for what her aim was. Because if you're talking about liberation and freedom in terms of black liberation and freedom, then I think you could have performed the song a little differently. Now, if you're talking about sexual liberation and sexual freedom, well, then you did a damn good job, okay? But understand that when we're talking about freedom in terms of, and this is why I say a lot of young people don't want to be corrected because sometimes you guys will be like, well, it's a lot of old heads out here. And la, 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 la. Sometimes old heads is right, okay? You got to discern when it's right and when it's wrong, okay? Sometimes old heads know because from experience. But you got to understand that sexuality uh, for black women and slavery has certain connotations, okay? And understand that what happened, what what happened in slavery to black women? Black women were very sexualized in slavery, okay? Black women were uh, targeted for rapes in slavery. Black women, there were so many things. And that doesn't mean you can't be sexual and liberating and free. It would be a great performance if your aim was to talk about sexual liberation and feminism. But when we're talking about Juneteenth and we're singing the great Nina Simone's uh, it's you know it's a new day feeling feeling good song. I personally think that you should have she should have understood what the how she, what the audience just knowing the room okay. And I know all you young people liked it, but I'm gonna tell you it wasn't appropriate okay. I love her and I love how she embraces her sexuality. I'm I've been for her on here okay. But there is a time to embrace your sexuality, and there is a time to not, okay? And I'll say this, okay? This is what I'm going to say, Chloe, okay? And I really love Chloe. And I said, Beyonce, she coming for your ass. But if I was Beyonce, I'd be very offended. And that's, let me tell you why. Because you young people today think copycatting is good. Copycatting is not good. There's only one fucking Beyonce. Now, to be understand that Beyonce is your mentor and to borrow from Beyonce is okay. But, Chloe, your whole fucking performance was very Beyonce-like. That's what I got on them about when I saw them live in concert. They were fucking little Beyonce's. I don't like little – I'm like, we got a fucking – we got one fucking Beyonce in this world. That's all we need, okay? And we got a whole bunch of y'all running around in leotards trying to be ten different Beyonce's. You can't do it. There's only one. And while I love Chloe's performance, I felt it was so Beyonce-like. It was like, if I'm Beyonce, I'm like, whoa. Like, it was a clone of Beyonce's performance. Like, it was a literal clone of Beyonce. It was like how I would expect Beyonce to perform. And what I mean, I love Chloe. I love how she owns her sexuality. But get a little bit of you in there. Okay, that's why I love this album from y'all, from 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 her and um, her sister. Her and, hey, oh, was it Haley? The reason I love that is because it sounds different. It had a little, I could hear hints of Beyonce, but it was it it was their own take. It was so different. This album is this this, this ungodly album, our ungodly hour album. They sound like Beyonce. They have been mentored by Beyonce, but they didn't sound like her. 
And that's very important because there's only one. I know you kids today have a bunch of copycats out here, and you think that's the thing to do. You think the thing to do is to copycat somebody's style. Beyonce ain't fucking dead. Beyonce's very much alive, okay? And it's not the thing to copy someone's style, okay? The thing is you can be inspired by somebody, but have your own fucking style, okay? Beyonce going to come out in a few uh, months here. All right, pretty soon. And she don't want to see. She don't want to be on stage with Chloe doing the same shit she doing, okay? Because she she's Beyonce. She don't. It's not a compliment to copy her. I mean, it's a compliment to borrow from her. Like Beyonce. Let me just say this: Beyonce, great performer, okay? Great performer, okay? You can see a lot of Janet in in a lot of artists today. Even Beyonce, you can see a lot. You can see little tinges of Janet, but she made it Beyonce. It's very Beyonce-esque. You might see little tinges of Janet, but it's very Beyonce. Right? Beyonce, like Beyonce steals. We do know that. But Beyonce makes it her own, and I like that. You can't be a whole little clone of Beyonce out in these streets. Chloe, don't be a clone. I like you. I think you're beautiful. And I think you will give her ass a run for her money. However... You have got to find your own vibe. And I say that with love. Okay? They said to do a singer and half, uh, this is according to Yahoo.com, uh, half of Chloe and Haley's sister duo stepped on stage on Friday night for ABC's Juneteenth special to perform a rendition of Nina Simone's 1965 hit, Feeling Good, Baby in a Sheer Sequin Jumpsuit, threw down on the sun vocally and with some slithery dance moves on the floor. She was paying homage to Simone for the ABC's uh, Juneteenth Together We Triumph, which aired on Friday, June the 18th, the day before Juneteenth holiday. Bailey's performance was both praised and criticized. As some said, the risque choreography cheapened the legend's work. What some people may not have considered is the song Feeling Good is taken from the 1960 play The Roar of Grease Paint, The Smell of the Crowd, where a black character triumphs over his white counterparts in a competition. It's a moment of triumph for the character called Just the Negro. Though Feeling Good has been covered by, from artist George Michael the Pussycat Dolls, Simone's version is considered among classic editions of it. Okay, listen, um, Here, here's the thing. However, Nina Simone's granddaughter, Rihanna Simone Kelly, set the record straight on Twitter. It doesn't matter if your granddaughter said I don't care who said it straight. It's nice. She's young. At the same time, she liked the performance. At the same time, though, there is an understanding of the moment. And what are you singing that song for? You are at a Juneteenth celebration. You are talking about black liberation, if that's what you're trying to sing it for. I don't know. Maybe you were talking about sexuality, sexual you know, because they try to mix that stuff in with black liberation. So maybe you're talking about sexuality, liberation, and feminist liberation. Well, read the room. It's a it's a Juneteenth celebration, and it's about uh, freedom, okay? I mean, young people, you got to start understanding to read the room. And you and today, listen, everything is so overly sexualized. I love the fact that young people own their sexuality. I talk about it on here. But fuck, every fucking body wants to be a stripper, Okay. I mean, sometimes it's okay. Sometimes I love sexy dancers. I, I want to learn a couple of sexy dancers myself. I, one of my favorite people to watch is Joey Chaps. I love the, uh, I like the, uh, the the girls with the heels. 
I like all of Janelle, Janelle, all of them, okay? But you got to learn when's the time to do, when's the time to do something and when the time ain't to do something. And can you stand up there and sing like fucking Whitney? I mean, not, not, some, not, not just like Whitney, but just be a singer. Sometimes you ain't got to do all the extra. You got such, the girl got such a great voice, she ain't got to do all the extra. It was actually too much to me, I mean, on um, the performance. I love the setup and everything, and it would have been great if we were talking about femininity, sexuality, but we are talking about black liberation. And that's okay. You can disagree with me if you like. That's okay. And I like Chloe and Haley. I'm a big Chloe fan. But, no, sometimes it's too much. Like I said, even with her, I talked about her when she walked and she did that panty thing, but this is because she's trying to own her sexuality. When young girls are trying to discover their sexuality, sometimes they do things off kilter. Okay? And the problem with y'all is y'all just, y'all just prolonging off kilter. <laughs> it's okay to be sexy. I ain't mad at being sexy. I like being sexy, okay? So there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with that. The thing is, is just understanding when you're, is your what are you trying to emote your message, or are you trying to emote sexuality at this time? What are you there for? What is the purpose of the event? Okay, and also too much Beyonce, way too much Beyonce, way too much Beyonce, way too much. It's way too much. You got to find your own thing, and you got. Because can't nobody beat Beyonce being Beyonce, okay? And if that's the way you're going to make it, it's a lot of Beyonce's out here. And I and, and here's the thing. My thing is, that's what's so great about the girl at her, H-E-R. And there's a whole host of other girls, like India, Sean. I mean, I feel like her is getting the most publicity, but there's so many other girls that are great, powerful um, musicians and singers that we don't we, we don't get to hear. Like I love this girl Bosco. It's a lot of it's a lot of great people. Okay, but the thing I think is so special about her, and and she's sexy. She's trying to be sexy now. I see it. Okay, but she has she, and that was the beautiful thing about Alicia Keys too. Uh, and it isn't that Alicia Keys don't try to be sexy sometimes. Alicia Keys be sexy, but in her own way, right? It's not over the top. It ain't leotards and everything like that. She ain't trying to be Beyonce or, you know, what I'm saying, Rihanna. The whole thing is that there is something different about the girl, her. She's so different. Like, she's so different. Not only does she show up, she show up to, with her, her her guitar and her her musicianship, her musician skills, you know, has a, has playing instruments and stuff. But her vocals are very different. Her delivery is very different. Okay, and and she's not going in that same thing. And Chloe has a lot of those same talents. But we are seeing there is a selling of. And I'll tell you, little girl. Let me just say, what all you have to do is look at your mentor to understand that you don't want to go down the path of selling yourself short, because I think that's what's happened to Beyonce. I think Beyonce is trapped in a construct. That's why her last few albums have had a hard time selling, because people have a hard time taking Beyonce serious outside of performance sometimes. And, and people won't lie, people will lie and say, oh, yes, we do. We take Beyonce serious, but record sales are proof of it. Uh, and streams are proof of it. The thing is that she that that you don't want to be trapped in just the burlesque dancer singer type of thing. You want to be able to move in various ways, okay? And you're gifted in that way. Like I seen little 
Chloe online playing her little piano, writing them little music. You show that. Show different versions of you. Yes, show you can be sexy, but show different versions of who you are. I don't think that's what your mentor has been allowed to do. So she's stuck in a construct, and you don't want to get stuck in a construct like Beyonce, okay? Oh, that's I know, I know. I, yeah, Beehive, I know. I'm, I'm checking into Ramada Inn in just a moment. I'm just trying to save little Chloe's career right quick. Chloe, quit being Beyonce. Beyonce has her own shit. You need to be Chloe. And you can you can borrow from your mentor, you can do all that great shit, but don't be a little clone of Beyonce. It will keep you stuck. That's why I like Beyonce when she sings stuff like Queen when she sings Queen Beat and when she was on Savage, that's very Beyonce ish. Black is King, not so much. Okay? So that's you know and why? Because we trapped her in a construct. She hasn't been able to show. She came out as a pop star who who was bent on performance skills. And if that's how you want to build your career, you can have you can have both though. You can do performance and music wise, okay? So, and I think that's what I like about her because her is not just out here dancing and everything. She's actually got great performance skills. I mean, like when you see her dedication, she did that dedication to Elton John. And she brought that good to her. I mean, it was, you could feel the energy in the room. I mean, like, she knows how to perform. And she don't have to dance around in a leotard and do burlesque dancing. But that's her. That's, she's distinguished herself. And I'm not saying you don't have to do burlesque dancing. I'm just saying distinguish yourself from your mentor. Okay? All right. <sighs> can, can I check it to the Ramada? Is the Ramada Inn still even open? Can I get my key now? <laughs> they be so mad at me in these streets about Beyonce, okay? Oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. Okay, so when I get back, it's time for a break now. I got to let the beehive calm down. Calm down. It's okay. <laughs> and when I come back, we got to talk about this monster, absolute fool who is defending himself. After he killed his girlfriend, his child, his daughter, and attempted to kill his son, this fool is defending himself in court. Now, you have the right to defend yourself in court, but shit like this make you not want to have people to have that right. I mean, he just, he just it's just hideous. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the CDC meeting, having that emergency meeting on vaccines out in these streets. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we're going to talk about uh, Trump complained that black voters disliked him, okay? And we're going to talk about um, uh, uh, Lala Fowler, Lala the them papers out in this street. It's about time, cancer. Cancer, good for you. <laughs> we got to talk about that and a whole lot more when I get back on the CC show. Meanwhile, what are we going to play, y'all? Oh, Lord, it's such a messy show today. I don't know. Let's play. Oh, I like this one. Okay, you know, I just love Kevin Ross, okay? So, uh, yeah, God is a genius. It's the CC Show. I'll be back in a moment, okay?
for the very best in government, politics, celebrity entertainment, music news. Tune into the Carlotta Chatwood Show right here on Block Talk. Okay, listen, I had to say, I got to, I got to be, I got, y'all know how I be on my fave, right? So, this, remember we talked about this a few weeks ago with the NAACP Awards, and I said I didn't want to see, like, a, because he was celebrating the 25th anniversary of Urban Hang Suite. Remember, I, I was like, oh, this is cute now, but I don't want to see no more celebrations of old ass out. Maxwell's doing it again. He's celebrating now, like the 20th anniversary of now, and I said, if, if he, I said I was just going to talk about him if he did. I, Maxwell, I mean, listen, seriously, nobody cares about now. I mean, I like it. This is one of my favorite albums, uh, but we really care about night. Is night coming? <laughs> Are we delayed in any kind of way? I mean, we're on now year number five. Are we on number year, year number five, 2016, 17, 18, 19, year, Almost year number five. Almost year number five. Like, do we got, are we going to have to wait out the full seven? Are we not going to get night? I mean, what's the bullshit with these celebration of albums? And the whole thing is, I'm seeing other artists starting to do this bullshit. Celebrating these old ass, I'm glad y'all celebrating them, but... When you know you're supposed to have new music and you lay down new music, the last thing you need to be doing is put down now. <laughs> we gonna celebrate the 20th ever. Like that's gonna make us forget that you got, like you doing. You supposed to be doing a whole ass trilogy. <laughs> that we've been waiting an average of seven years. It's like an average of seven years for each album. Two thousand nine. Yeah, like, it's an average. Like we gotta wait. I think it's just like maybe there's some sort of number thing going on here. Seven, seven. It's like there's some like maybe we're supposed to get a trilogy in the 2009, 2016, 2016. Maybe it's like supposed to be a 14 year span or something, 15 year span for a trilogy like to happen. Like damn, what the hell? <laughs> Pissing me out. I'm pissed. I'm really pissed off. I'm like, no. Where is night? You know, I went to a concert even. What was that concert? And it was name night in Vegas, I think. He had a concert in Vegas. I'm thinking he's going to sing some songs tonight. He started pulling out old-ass songs. I think the only thing he sang was that Shane song. And, you know, I wonder if Shane was a test tonight. Like, Shane was a test. Like, it was like a throw out there, let's see how people like it. And it didn't, you know, it didn't hit like it was supposed to. I don't know. Because... I like Shane, but a lot of y'all was like, <laughs> Yeah, I think what people want to hear from Maxwell, I just, I'm really going to be honest here. Because, you know, Pretty Wings, it's been a lot of ballads. I, I really I really think it's been a lot of ballads. Shit, I can tell the truth, it's been a lot of ballads. And he does ballads so well. He does them really great. Like a great-ass ballad. He does them good. I mean, he's, he's, he's a king at that. However, I think people just want to hear a, like a groove, like a like like a like an ascension groove or something. Like it don't have to be ascension, but like people want to hear a groove from you, like something like a like something dance worthy, not discotheque worthy. I mean, because you know I feel like the last album had a like 
like even though I liked it, it was a lot of that tech, like you know, disco tech, like that song. Uh, I like that song too. Uh, oh, what was the song? Uh, Universal Law Never Makes a Say. I forget the damn song. I forget the name of the damn song. But I like. But it felt like a lot of that. Like you couldn't, you know, like songs I would hear. At a like a like in Vegas, that's something like the DJ in Vegas playing at one of these big fancy clubs, like like in a remix that, like in a dance musical remix that. And you know, I think people just want to hear a groove, like a R and B type groove from from him. I think he has, and I think people like the ballads. Yes, people love the ballads. However, it will be nice to get a groove. Like a, like a, you know, like something kind of medium tempo. <laughs> Let me quit talking shit, okay? I said I was going to talk shit, though, if they sell he celebrated another damn album. And just don't release no damn remixes. <laughs> we going to release an uh, uh, unheard version of now. I would just start screaming. <laughs> All right, you guys, getting back to the show. Listen, Trump is upset out in these streets. He's like, you know what? Black people just don't like me. <laughs> this is according to MSN.com. It says, Trump complained that black voters all fucking hate me. That's what they said, dot, 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 but that's what it said. And none of them are going to vote for me after he's done all this stuff for them, book says, Okay. Which I think Trump was, you know, I think black people misunderstood Donald Trump. I mean, you ain't got like, I always say you ain't got to like him. <laughs> but it says Trump complained that uh, uh, black voters, okay, said Trump blamed Gerard Kushner for criminal justice reform, not approving his standing with black voters. Trump lamented that none of them are going to vote for me, according to this book by Michael Bender, okay? Now, I think that Trump, here's the interesting thing about Donald Trump, okay, because he is a Gemini, and he, he does have dual sides to him, okay. Donald Trump, pre his presidency, was black people like Donald Trump. It was a lot of black rappers, everybody, a lot of black celebrities, they all being full of shit now. But a lot of them uh, hung with Donald Trump, made careers with Donald Trump, resurged their careers, resurged because of Donald Trump. I mean, you know, and I, I really, to me to this day, I don't see why everybody got so angry with him in certain ways. But, you know, uh, certain things I do see, but, you know, certain things I don't. I mean, but um, he, he he really, people really, really liked him. I think that Donald beforehand, I mean, that that's facts, that's true. I think that Donald didn't, because there is a certain constituent group in that Republican base that can be very racist. And it's one in the, it's, it's the same thing in the liberal area, too. It's just that black people have been blinded by liberals, okay? But um, this is an interesting thing. They said former President Donald Trump complained that black Americans all fucking hate me and none of them will vote for him despite signing a major criminal justice reform bill into law, according to a forthcoming book by Wall Street Journal reporter Michael Bender. I've done all this stuff for blacks. It's always Gerard telling me do this. Trump told an associate on Father's Day 2020, according to the book, and they all fucking hate me, and none of them are going
are going to vote for me. Well, I think that that there was this narrative set in the press, particularly with black celebrity and black uh, uh, and uh, the the traditional boule type of black leadership in the community. And Trump didn't do he didn't do all that. I mean, he didn't do all that great for black. He could have done a whole lot more. Okay. However, um, I think there was an unfair uh, energy put up against Donald Trump, and that was backed by big business, okay? So you had a lot of people uh, just aiming for Donald Trump for a various number of reasons. The one thing I like about Donald Trump is that Donald Trump came in there uh, about white supremacy business, and he was real with it. Uh, 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 Barack Obama wasn't. He was about white supremacy business too. Wall Street, but he wasn't real with it. I can respect the presidency of Donald Trump. I respect people being honest about what the fuck they trying to do. Hey, I'm a capitalist through and through motherfucking thrift, okay? <laughs> right? And so I'm I'm about big business. Shit, y'all know what it is. I appreciate that about him. He ain't lying. He ain't trying to be. He ain't trying to say I'm trying to. I'm I'm faking to be on your side. No, Donald Trump it was what it was, and I like a person that's straight up. I do. I, I appreciate straight up people, it, it, because you know where they stand. I don't like sneaky fuckers like Obama and Biden. I don't like that. Okay, <laughs> pretending to be my friend, but all along making laws that jack me up. Okay, uh, but uh, the latest excerpt from his book, frankly, we did win this election. The inside story of how Trump lost and set to be released in August was published on Friday in Political Magazine. The book excerpt chronicled how the issue of criminal justice drove a wedge between Trump and his son-in-law, Gerald Kushner, a White House advisor who championed the issue of criminal justice reform and worked to form relationships between the White House and prominent black community leaders. Trump felt that signing the First Step Act Bipartisan legislation that aims to reduce racial disparities in criminal sentencing made him look weak and not tough on crime, while not helping his standing with black voters, according to the book. I disagree because I think Donald Trump was reading the room wrong. I think that Donald Trump failed in his moment to be um, – this is what I think with Republicans. Republicans have, not, have been so long not uh, – um, coming for the black base, that they've forgotten how to finesse black voters like Democrats do. Democrats finesse black voters all the time. They lie to them all the time, and they've still been voting for them for about 50, 60 years, okay? Uh, but they, the, the Republicans just don't have that finesse. Um, I actually think Donald Trump missed groups like Adolf. He really missed the narrative going on in the grassroots that he could have used to drive a wedge into the community. He did not catch it. He did not catch it. The Democrats did, and what they did was try to drive a wedge against these groups like ADOS and stuff like that because the Democrats want to manipulate and create, keep giving out symbolism and no tangibles, okay? So they know that symbolism works for black voters. But Donald Trump really, I mean, there were little segments that he just didn't get. Ice Cube, what he was doing, those were all 
born out of the Adolf movement, okay? And so had he caught those little movements, had he caught those little grassroots things, like from people like Tariq Nasheed, that they had had their ear to the ground more and heard people like uh, Black Authority, different people like that, they would have probably gathered enough steam and know how to finesse a certain group of black voters could, that could have drove a wedge into that situation. Um, so I just think it was a lack of finesse and not understanding. And I think the media was partly responsible because the media was selling certain narratives, right, selling, uh, and, and because media is controlled by a lot of these big tech companies who did not like Donald Trump. So there was this push from a lot of groups to get Donald Trump out of office, okay? Now, the problem with black people is that we're not a lot of times politically astute. Facts. Don't get mad at me. We're not fucking politically astute. We we don't understand how politics works and roles. If we did, we wouldn't be 50, we wouldn't be uh, 100 some years out of slavery still in the same fucking place. We have not gathered how politics has worked for and against us. We have largely accepted symbolism over uh, tangible things, okay? And so uh, because the black uh, community has not been very politically astute in understanding, like, you know, it's not about people liking it. Because we got a low self-esteem as a black group, black people. We got to get rid of that low self-esteem. That's why we, we really need to uh, adopt more uh, into our lineage and being American black and stuff like that. We really got to come out of that low self-esteem because that low self-esteem has allowed us to take symbolism over real things, okay? So Donald Trump, we didn't understand the things that what Donald Trump was doing that could work for us. We looked at all the bad things, and we were looking at other people's issues. We were looking at Hispanic, like he would say something about the Hispanics or other immigrants and stuff like that. That ain't our business. Our business was the black agenda. And we failed to focus on us. And so we was fighting everybody else's fight beside our own fight, which nobody does. <laughs> and that caused us to fail politically uh, and to understood where we could have used Donald Trump at. Okay? I mean, you know, and there was a lot of things that Donald Trump, where it could have been effective for black Americans. Okay? So, um but it says uh, uh, Trump failed to sign the First Act, Step Act bipartisan legislation aims to reduce racial disparities and criminal. Uh, uh, Trump's oh, it says Trump's mountain discontent with Kushner led him to avoid his son-in-law in the aftermath of George Floyd's murder by a former Minneapolis police officer. Bender reported that Trump was privately horrified by the video of Floyd's murder, uh, calling it fucking terrible and was dismayed by the conduct of the police officers involved in Floyd's death. He also pushed for former Attorney General Bill Barr to expedite a Department of Justice investigation into the matter. I believe that about Donald Trump because I saw Donald Trump's demeanor beforehand. Donald Trump, listen, Donald Trump for years was a Democrat. I always, he, he, was, he was playing both sides because he's a businessman, right? Donald Trump really doesn't have political allegiance. I mean, in some senses, if you really, he's a business dude, right? So, um I don't think black people understood his tone of pop, his tone of populism or politics, and how it could very how Donald Trump could have been a very big turning point 
for black America, but we failed to get it. And I think we're going to have some consequences for putting Joe Biden in there. We are. We're going to for put going for taking symbolism over tangibles. Not that Donald Trump would have did a lot, but did anything. But there were a few key things that Donald Trump was for, like against illegal immigration. Illegal immigration hurts black politics. You are becoming third, the third largest minority, and there's probably even more illegals in this country. I heard TV Hip Hop, was it TV Hip Hop talking about this this week? Probably even third, more illegal immigrants in this country than, than we think. And we are losing ground politically. And Donald Trump, being against illegal immigration, helped black America. There were a lot of things where Donald Trump, we, we, you could get with his populist message that kind of helped black people um, kind of like, it's sort of like it didn't mean to help black people, but it did, right? So I think we there were some things we just failed to take advantage of. Uh, it said, but Trump took a much more aggressive attack in public using Twitter platform to call the force against rioters, protesters, in which he was probably advised by Republicans to do that because Republicans are not familiar with how to uh, finesse black voters like Democrats are. They just not. Okay, because they haven't had to finesse y'all, because y'all easily vote at 90% for Democrats for no damn reason, good reason. All right, so it says, uh, uh, the Trump's response to Floyd's death also how to uh, inroads the White House had been making with black leaders. Trump did slightly improve his 2016 performance with black voters in his unsuccessful 2020 re-election bid. And I personally, let me tell you what my personal opinion is about Donald Trump. And I don't care what CNN says and none of them fools on there, okay, because they all are being controlled by tech companies and all kind of stuff. So I'm going to tell you the truth. I don't really believe Donald Trump lost that election. I believe it was some major, major shifty shit going on in that election because Georgia is a stronghold Republican state. Now, what I will say is this. Uh, I believe there's been several elections. I don't think America – see, a lot of pe- lot of re- uh, political people like to come on and say, like, act like America is exempt from any wrongdoing. I don't think American elections, for the last several of them, have been exempt from fraud. I ain't just talking about Donald Trump. Even Donald Trump's ascent into the White House. I'm saying that I, I, but I, you know what, Donald Trump's ascent into the White House didn't surprise me because Hillary was never a likable candidate for Democrats. People have always hated Hillary, so that wasn't surprising to me. Hillary is met with vow from from a lot of people, so it wasn't surprising her losing to Donald Trump. However, I do believe that this, these, there's been several elections in America that probably have fraud has been involved, okay? And you, it's hard to find out because we have so much shit going on. Even George W. Bush's election was questioned. You know, I love that joke Paul Mooney said, talking about they still pulling ballots out the water. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying that there, there is not questionable to me that Donald Trump, I do not believe, I believe that there were a lot of people that can fired against Donald Trump to lose this election. I actually even believe 
COVID was taken advantage of. I, not that I don't believe, I believe COVID was very real. But I also believe people use COVID they took their they took their opportunity to use covid to make to even push him further out okay because what we don't understand about these power structures in america we have these power structures these a lot of these people understand the things that are going to the key words that are going to get people out that are going to cause confusion in their campaigns and stuff like that and i really believe that donald's big mistake huge mistake wasn't how he handled COVID, but it was listening to Fachi too long. Really do. And the emails proved that. Because they wouldn't have been able to get over their cheating stuff. <laughs> they was able to get over a lot of things. But that's my opinion, okay? That's my opinion out in these streets. So it would be interesting to read that, but that might, book might be something I might check out, okay? Uh, let's go to Lala up in these streets. Child, Lala is tired of the bullshit, okay? <laughs> Lala Anthony files for divorce from Carmela Anthony after almost 11 years of marriage, child, and her five, baby. Allegedly. <clears throat> well, allegedly it's three now. Y'all heard this a girl this week coming out talking about she done had twins with Carmela. He tried to send them over to Europe, allegedly, out in these streets. <sighs> Carmela is messy as fuck. Let's talk about this stuff, okay? Lala Anthony has filed for divorce. This is according to EW.com. Uh, uh, from her husband Carmela Anthony after 11 years of marriage, uh, people can confirm. The Power Star 41 and the Portland Trailblazer Athlete 37 tied the knot in 2010. The two share a 14 year old son, Kayan. Lala submitted the divorce papers on Thursday in New York, citing irreconcilable differences, according to TMZ, which was the first to report the news. Uh, they said representatives for Lala and Carmela did not immediately respond to people. Uh, the couple have been on and off since first splitting in April 2017, okay? Um, let's just say this. Let me just talk about this, okay? I have cancer in my – cancer in my throat is in my – my south node is in cancer, okay? <laughs> oh, and I can be very cancerous. Oh, I can be so cancer. Oh Lord. No no offense, cancers. But cancers love family. They love to fucking hold on for life and crabs. They'll hold on. I'm holding on. I'm holding on. Look at Wendy. Wendy would have still been holding on had Kevin not embarrassed her ass. And it wasn't the embarrassment because we all knew about the side, her being a side chick, but it was when the stuff started coming out about the house. And then the Negro went on vacation and had a picture with her. That's when they, that the, the, the cancer was like, fuck that. Y'all getting on my nerves. You're not going to do this up in the street. street. That's when the cancer just let go, okay? Cancers have a hard time letting la la I mean, Carmella done had a side baby allegedly up in these streets. With another woman who has got on Twitter a few times on one of these social medias and called his ass out. 
Then it was her birthday. That shit would have got to me. I thought that shit was going to be the one, okay? But they didn't get that one didn't get to her ass, okay? The birthday where he was with another woman on her birthday. Like, how, like that's that's the ultimate embarrassment. I don't care if we ain't even together. Act like we together, Negro. Don't be out here with no woman on my fucking birthday. <laughs> I mean, we, you need to act right. Don't be embarrassing me. But she stayed even after that. She stayed even after the baby mama coming out on Twitter or whatever that was she came out and went off on. She stayed, honey. Then the news about these alleged new twins was about to drop. Shit, her ass went and fouled because finally she had a fucking nuff. Her idea, even though she probably the family, and I like to see Kalala's chart because you can't get a full picture until you look at the whole chart. <laughs> somebody do Lala. Apollonia, uh, Rabina, somebody do Lala's chart. I like to see what the hell's going on, why she held on so damn long. Beautiful, and listen, she 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 should have did this to baby about six years ago. To be honest, you know this is now you can tell she's been preparing like a cancer, you know a cancer. She's been preparing. Oh, she got that body real tight. Okay, she got the body tight, she's looking good. She started doing her own. She started she started you know be getting more and more, doing more and more TV and film and series. She's doing the shy now. You know what I'm saying? She start you know. She's preparing for that single life, you know what I'm saying, not without the Carmella NBA coins, right? And then she's leaving them right at the end of his fucking career. She know what's up. That cancer know what's up. I see you, cancer. I see you. Okay. She did. She 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 understands the situation. She got it right. She got it tight. She's ready. She's ready for these streets. <laughs> she did a very cancerian thing, okay? Uh, Lala, it's about time. That's all I like to say on this note. And especially if Dita went on and had another two babies, I mean, and then tried to hide them allegedly over there. and Like, what kind of shit? Like, really? Like, you're going to go hide the babies? Like, dudes with money. Like, this, you know, the thing is, just coming. You, why would you just try to hide? I mean, uh, why would you try to hide some babies? Like, your woman ain't going to find out. Like, she can't get access to private investigators. She can't find out what the fuck you doing. I mean, me. Jesus. What's wrong with you dudes with money? Get it together. <laughs> Everybody got, I wonder if he got more babies. I don't know. Lord, but one thing he don't know how to do, allegedly, is wrap up. Wrap the fuck up. That's disrespectful to me, not wrapping the fuck up. I mean, you having sex with me and not wrapping the fuck up. You having side babies all around. <sighs> Embarrassing. Okay? And as beautiful as Lala is, she finally saw the writing on the wall and said, I ain't got to deal with this. But usually with those type of couples, it's something else. It's a, it's some more glues holding them together. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes what you don't know is some of that shit be open anyway. Like, you know, I'm not saying that's what's going on with Lala and, and, and Carmelo, but maybe so. You know, some people just got open, especially in that Hollywood shit. They might have been open the whole time. Like, they these last several years may have been an open relationship. And, and, and she just didn't want to tell people publicly. You know, she wanted to appear family-oriented. That's some cancer shit, too. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, who knows? 
really wow. Good for her, okay? Good for her. Now, let's talk about this other fool here. Oh, Jesus. I saw this this week, and I was just like, you know what? Where is the world coming to? I mean, I actually just, for a minute, I was like, y'all know how I be on this week, every week time I feel like Thanos. Give me the stones. Hand me all the stones. Does he meant, can humanity go on any longer? And after seeing this mess this week, I was like, seriously? This is according to WFLA.com, okay? It says, Riverview double murder trial acting as his own attorney, Ronnie O'Neill, screams at jurors in opening statements, okay? And then they showed a part two, and I hope I can find the clip. But this dude was, you know, he was, I got to let y'all hear him, though. He was he was he was doing he was he was supposed to be uh, uh, you know uh, asking his son questions and it was terrible because his son was a victim so oh, so let me just tell y'all a little bit about this story okay it says this is and of course it's out of Florida <laughs> the double murder trial of Ronnie O'Neill got underway Monday with prosecutors and O'Neill serving has his own defense attorney delivering opening statements okay says O'Neill is facing two counts of first degree murder and one count of attempted murder for crimes that happened in Riverview in March of 2018 okay uh it says um, he's accused of killing his girlfriend, 33-year-old Kenyatta Barron, and daughter, 9-year-old Ryan Nevia O'Neill. O'Neill is facing the death penalty but is representing himself in court as his public defender sit nearby. He claims he acted in self-defense and dropped his uh, – and dropped his, how are you going to act in self-defense against your child? and dropped his attorneys when they said stand your ground defense did not apply in his case. Oh, God. He began his day with a series of motions arguing that his rights to a speedy trial have been violated and that the state attorney's office violated rules of discovery that have not allowed him to adequately prepare his defense. The state began his case by telling uh, the uh, the jurors that Neil shot Barron with a shotgun, then beat her to death, with the weapon when he ran out of shotgun shells, hitting her in the head repeatedly with the weapon. Assistant State Attorney Scott Harmon told jurors that after he beat Barron to death, O'Neill ran back to his home and used a hatchet to kill his daughter. Harmon says O'Neill's daughter was autistic and had cerebral palsy. Harmon says she was unable to speak and unable to run away or defend herself in any way. Harmon says after he killed the girl, O'Neill then stabbed his son and set him on fire with gasoline. The little boy survived and told deputies he he saw his father kill his mother, according to prosecutors. Now, I want y'all to hear this fool talk, okay? Listen here. Let's listen to him. Oh, Lord. He just, you know, he won an audience. And, you know, somebody put his birth chart up in our, my real astrology, our real astrology group the other day. He's a Leo. I said, oh, this is what this it's a little bit showing out here. He's a he's trying to get his moment in the sun. What a fuck! And it's probably some other race. It's some other crazy shit in this chart too. But uh, let me uh, let's let's play him. 
Okay, guys, I think some of it went out. Let me see. Hold on. Let me see if I can get it back on. Did I get it back on? Okay. I got an advertisement. Okay, so let me try to pull it back up, him talking. He just made no sense, okay? Um, it was ridiculous. And I'm going to try to play his him talking to his uh, child on YouTube. Okay, we'll look it up on YouTube because I want you guys to hear the ridiculousness of him, okay, this fool, okay? Um, and it's so sad because he had he got to question his son, and I, I just felt like, oh, my God, you know, it's just ridiculous. Okay, let's see, can we pull it up? Okay, we're going to listen to this report from uh, Channel 8, WFLA, okay? There were some confusing moments in a Tampa courtroom today as accused killer Ronnie O'Neill presented his own defense. O'Neill, acting as his own attorney, took about 30 minutes to present his side of the case to the jury. Eight on your side, Chef Patterson is joining us live from the courthouse. This case has been somewhat strange from the get-go here, Jeff. It's starting to make national news because of that. Good evening, Keith. Ronnie O'Neill had a chance to question the lead detective during his murder trial this morning to make his case of self-defense. But the veteran lawman remains adamant that O'Neill killed his girlfriend and their daughter. Retired Hillsborough County Sheriff's Deputy Tom Dirks served as the lead detective in the case against Ronnie O'Neill and told jurors about the first time he met O'Neill at the crime scene. I noticed that the clothing that he was wearing uh, appeared to be stained with blood, uh, and I also noticed a strong smell of gasoline. State attorneys then introduced a 911 call that O'Neill made the night of the murders. In the 911 call, O'Neill claimed he'd been attacked by white demons and his girlfriend. Throughout the trial, O'Neill has tried to claim a key 911 call was not recorded. The detective told O'Neill he listened to every call made that night, and when O'Neill questioned him about who killed Kenyatta Barrett, the detective held his ground. Did you say that I didn't kill Kenyatta Barron in self-defense? I'm, I'm not going to say that, no. I arrested you for her murder. The state then rested its case, and O'Neill had a chance to present his side and call his own witnesses. He called a neighbor that we are not identifying because of his age, a neighbor who heard and saw a lot that night. I heard a loud pop, and I heard her start screaming. But the neighbor's testimony seemed to damage O'Neill's case more than it helped as the witness saw O'Neill attack his girlfriend. He stole her, did this like striking thing like three times and he shot her. 
O'Neill took just. Okay, that's the report from his uh, uh, his thing. So listen, here's another part I want you guys to hear. Here at six with this boy's act of bravery after surviving the unthinkable. I just saw my dad holding a shotgun and my mom like his mom screaming at him. That little boy testifying at his father's murder trial. He's the son of Ronnie O'Neill, his father on trial for the murder of the boy's mother and sister, and also for trying to kill Ronnie, allegedly. Now, because he's representing himself, this creates the unusual scenario of the father cross-examining, questioning his own son. Uh, the man is accused of trying to kill him, and now he is basically questioning his son's testimony. Fox 13's Aaron Mesmer is live at the courthouse in Hillsborough County. Aaron, even separated by video screen because the boy is in a remote location, this um, had to take incredible courage by this now 11-year-old boy. Yeah, Chris, he was incredibly brave. He showed unbelievable composure in that remote location as he gave his testimony this morning Followed and, and was had to describe uh, all of these horrific events that occurred that evening. Um, what you are about to hear is part of little Ronnie's testimony. He's 11 years old now, followed by some of the cross-examination that he experienced uh, with his father, who, as you said, is representing himself. This is the first time that they have seen each other and spoken to each other since that, uh, the attack uh, on March 2018. State, you ready to proceed? Yes, yes. Um, I just saw my dad holding a shotgun and my mom, like, their mom screaming at him. Okay, you guys, this little boy, and they didn't show a lot of, I was trying to find the part where he was trying to cross-examine. He didn't make no sense, make no damn sense whatsoever. But the little boy was brave enough to tell what happened to his mother and his sister. And the reason why I wanted to play this story, and the reason why I wanted to talk about this story, because I do it all the time on here to try to tell you girls out here, to watch out when you messing with a fool. Okay, I got somebody in my family right now. We mess, keep, keep messing with a fool. I'd be like, I said, listen here, you better stop before you end up on the ID channel. I had to be straight up with him when I was at home. I said, you don't end up on the bit quick. I had to scare him, you know, because it, it, it's, it's ridiculous. Are you going to get somebody else on the ID channel, okay? This man was a clear fool, okay? And, girls, sometimes y'all know, some of y'all right now know y'all dealing with a fool. Stop it. Stop it. Let the fool go, okay? Let the fool go. Save your life, your kids' life, and whoever else, okay? Don't be out here staying with no fools. He done killed not only her, she, he not only took her life, he took her child's life, which was his child, and attempted to take his son's life. Talking about he's seeing some demons. No, he is the demon. Probably wasn't demons there who was hanging out with his, his ass, okay? 
Let me tell you, girls, don't ever think that some, when you got the feeling somebody hurts, she'll be like, hey, he ain't going to do nothing to me. He ain't going to do that. He ain't going to do that. He ain't going to do nothing. No, and you know he been running around on your, you know he been running around doing strange shit. You know he been stalking your ass. You know he been doing all kind of crazy shit. And you're like, he ain't going to do that. He ain't going to do that. Because I, I done heard it. I know how you girls behave. I just, he ain't going to, stop the foolishness. And same thing with men, too, because y'all can get some fools out here, too. Some of you men know you got food for women, okay? And they will kill your ass, okay, with some, for some dumb stuff. All right? Same thing for men who are in abusive situations. But especially you girls, because women are mostly in these type of situations. Understand when you're dealing with a nutcase. Because it's not just you. He can end up killing somebody close to you, your family members, your friends. Shit, okay? It ain't about you and your love. I love him. I love him. It's more than about that. It's about the people who surround you, your children, everything else. If you know, you know and y'all know when y'all dealing with, a lot of you girls know when you're dealing with crazy ass, Okay? Somebody who stalk you when you attempt to leave, possessor, jealous. I'm not talking about there's some cute, you know, possession ain't cute. Possessiveness and jealousy ain't cute. But sometimes, you know, there people have a little jealousy and stuff. I'm talking about when somebody's over the fucking top. And you know when they over the fucking top. I mean, somebody's crazy, okay, and deranged. And you know it. A lot of you girls know it. But you'll be in denial. That denial can not only get you killed, but people close to you killed, Okay. So stop the bullshit, okay? That's all I got to say, okay? That's all. That's why I play I play a story like this on here. Because you need to hear what happens afterwards. Here's a young man having to testify against his crazy-ass daddy who's up there trying to defend his damn self. And it's crazy as two, two fucks. He just needs to go on past, go past, get the death penalty. Matter of fact, he needs to make a deal with the state. But he still should get the death penalty. Because the shit he did, attempted to burn his son. Very brave of the young man to be able to talk to his father. You should have heard the testimony. It was it was kind of it was sad, but it was delusional on his part. Okay, so uh, you know I just wanted to play these type of things because I want to remind women and men, some men, to be careful who the fuck you hook up with. Okay, that's all. Oh, we gotta go on break. It's a break time. <laughs> we gonna break, and when I get back, we gonna talk about the CDC out in the street holding these emergency meetings about these shots out here. We talk about Foxy Brown getting ready to do her own memoir, okay? And we're gonna talk about Sati why she says that exes uh, she don't give back gifts to exes. I'm like, I, I agree with you, girl. That's why they call gifts, okay? So we'll talk about that and a whole lot more on the CC show when I get back, okay? Meanwhile, let's listen to, who's going to listen to? I don't know. <laughs> I never do, okay? Listen to, uh, um, no plans for love. All right? No plans for love. I'll be back in a moment, okay? Neo and be nice. Welcome to CQ, D-Nice, Neo, Kid Jones, 
I already gave my listeners a warning. Uh, man, here's an interesting report from Science Alert. MSN.com. UN report warns there's a different type of pandemic coming for the world. What is that? Hmm. Interesting. Here we go. Thousands of years of history tell us drought is nothing new. Sometimes we prevail, often we don't. A bleak look into the future tells us we've seen nothing yet. With a mix of shifting climates, poor water management practices, and growing population densities promising a pandemic of catastrophic droughts awaits, okay? The UN Special Report on Drought 2021 details the risk we face in coming years as a result of reduced rainfall in key spots around the world. Exploring the drivers uh, behind drought and the variety of measures we all take to cope with water shortage, okay? The fact global warming is redistributing our water is already a grim reality many around the world are forced to deal with. With human-induced climate change, drought frequency and severity have, and severity have already increased in some often already water-scarce regions of the globe. The authors write in the report, has the world moved seemingly uh, towards global uh, average temperatures 2 degrees Celsius, exonerably global average temperatures 2 degrees Celsius, warmer than pre-industrial levels, Drought impacts are intensifying and are predicted to worsen in many regions, particularly within business-as-usual scenarios. At least 1.5 billion people around the world have been affected by drought over the past two decades, costing economies more than $124 billion. Okay, this is a very interesting article. It's something I wasn't planning on reading, but you guys should check that out. It's in ScienceAlert or MSN.com. You can go to read that article. 
Listen, I often think that global warming, or what, if you like to call it that, the Earth has uh, several changes. I mean, you know, the Earth always changes. But I actually believe that uh, mankind has an effect on its environment. I mean, you know, I want you guys to just think about your environment and how you live from day to day, okay? Think about when your life is a mess or when you're going through different things, how your home may reflect that you're going through something. Like sometimes your house can be a mess because your life's a mess, okay? Or your uh, your, your environment is a reflection of what's going on sometimes on the inside of you. I really believe that spiritually. I think science um, often looks just at the scientific but it fails to look at the spiritual, which to me is a greater realm. And I feel that humanity is affecting uh, the environment with its behaviors. So I do believe that the environment is mourning because humanity is in a foregone state. We're in a, we're in a very difficult throughout in humanity right now. And if we don't address the issues, that are inside of us on a, in a spiritual nature, I think we're going to continue to see a decline in humanity as far as droughts are concerned, uh, um, uh, floods, uh, all kinds of earthquakes, uh, um, um, all kinds of things, tsunami, all kinds of things with the earth growing, okay? Um, uh, we're, we'll probably even see, you know, uh, just so many more, uh, events because our how we are as humanity is affecting the environment around us. Our behavior, our everyday uh, uh, sense of being with each other is affecting nature, okay? So that's just my personal opinion. If you don't address that, then get ready, okay? You're going to even see more probably different diseases than, uh, that are stronger than uh, – uh, COVID, okay? Uh, now, what was you going to talk about? CDC, speaking of COVID, CDC to hold emergency meeting. They already did over cases of heart inflammation following second COVID vaccine, okay? The Center of Disease Control and Prevention has announced its COVID vaccine advisory committee will hold an emergency meeting to discuss the rare reports of heart inflammation occurring in people after they received the second dose of Pfizer or Moderna jab, okay? And this is according to Yahoo.com. I don't want to scare y'all, but I'm just letting y'all know our new street. To date, the health agency has identified 226 cases of myocarditis, but it's like heart disease, uh, occurring after vaccination in people younger than 30 years old, the CDC said on Thursday. So that's heart, I think, heart uh, myocarditis and uh, heart inflammation kind of like. And the vast majority of cases that recover from, uh, from the myocarditis are uh, pericarditis. Cardiitis, myocarditis, or pericarditis, according to Food and Drug Administration report, with 81% of people already discharged and making full recovery. But 41 cases were still experiencing symptoms, and 15 people were hospitalized, three of whom were in intensive care unit, okay? Although concerning, the cases proved to be extremely rare given more than 130 million Americans have been fully vaccinated with either Pfizer or Moderna COVID-19 vaccines. But the CDC announced they will hold a meeting on the 18th of June to discuss the cases. So I think they already had that meeting, okay? Um, 
Listen, it is an experimental drug. It's not. It has not been approved for by the FDA yet. Uh, so you know, and it's unfortunate because it was used in an emergency uh, situation. You can't go back on these people, these vaccine makers. Um, and I suspect there's probably even more cases, right? It's probably people walking around that don't know what's going on with them. So there's probably tons of more cases. Uh, they haven't really yet really got these cases of understanding what the vaccine or a side effects of the vaccine yet. And they really don't want to right now because they're trying to push everybody to get it. I just want to let y'all know. Okay. Nothing neither here nor there. But understand that these drugs do be experimental out in these streets, okay? Okay. I'm not telling y'all to get a shot, and I'm not telling y'all not to. That's just I am looking at here. Okay? All right. So, you know, hopefully, um, you know, the vaccine, they'll, get, they'll understand these first few things, and by next year, we'll even have a better version of the vaccine, okay? All right. So, um what else? Six brothers, Rick James. Now, what did John Legend? John Legend insists Michael Costello fabricated messages from Christy Teigen. Oh boy, John, John, John. Oh wait a minute, hold on, music playing again. Okay, okay. It says the exchange was made up, completely fake, never happened. The Grammy, uh, the Grammy winner wrote after his wife was accused of bullying Project Runway veteran. John Legend defended this according to HuffingtonPost.com. It says John Legend defended wife Chrissy Teigen this week after designer Michael Costello leveled cyberbullying allegations against her. Legend responded Friday to the accusations against his wife in a Twitter thread, starting stating that Costello, a Project Runway veteran, had fabricated a series of Instagram messages dating back to 2014 that had been used as uh, as the basis for his claims. The exchange was made up complete, uh, completely fake. Never happened, Legend wrote. He also included a link to an insider article published Thursday in which one of Teagan's representatives dismissed the purported exchange between her and Costello. And this is John Legend. Chrissy apologized for her public tweet. But after her apology, Mr. Costello fabricated a DM exchange between them. This exchange was made up completely fake. Never happened. Receipts below. Uh, Taylor Lorenz. These DMs designer Michael Costello tried to say were from Chrissy Teigen bullying him really looked like the fakest thing ever. And at Cadden Bar debunked them here. Uh, and this is Business Insider article. Insider's article, article noted the presence of Instagram uh, design and video features in the screenshots Costello had presented did not fit the timeline of his claims. Of his claims. The screenshot appears to be manipulated. The article notes, moments later, uh, legend continued, honestly, I don't know why anyone would fake DMs to insert themselves in this narrative, but that's what happened. I encourage everyone who breathlessly spread this lie to keep that same energy when they correct the record, okay? Later on Friday, Tegan followed up with a lengthy statement of her own. Chrissy has acknowledged her past behavior and the pain she has caused, but she will not stand for anyone spreading false accusations to further demean her name, reputation, state, and statement, the statement read. Chrissy will continue to do the work she needs to do to be the best person she can be. She hopes Mike Costello can do the same. (sighs) 
I just want to stop reading this, okay? Because this is, you know, let me just say this, okay? Christy Teigen uh, has said a lot of things on Twitter. And, you know, I like Christy. But Christy is an outspoken girl, okay? And you know what? Uh, you know, here's the thing. They for, uh, uh sometimes that side, that left side, John Legend included, can be for uh, censoring somebody and canceling somebody till it comes to your ass, okay? Um, and John, this is going to say, John, you married a bold one. And you marry a bold one, you got to be ready, okay? Because, listen, Chrissy Teigen is not a, not a nice little girl who's going to sit and be quiet, okay? She's not one of those chicks, okay? She's not. <laughs> she's not. She's just not. <laughs> okay? So when you marry a bold chick, understand, especially when you have a career like John Legend has, um, I don't know what John Legend is, like, is he a musical sweetheart at this point? I don't even know if he's known for his music or he's more for his political alliances. I think his political alliances helped his musical career a lot. That's just my personal opinion. Shit. But when a good guy like um, Sean Legend, he likes to say, you know, who says everything right to the left, Right. That's what he does. He's just invited to the president's stuff and everything. You have to be careful what you say. Like, you married Chrissy Teigen, okay? She's going to say what the fuck she wants to say. And she's probably not going to stop. That's her personality. She's edgy. I think everybody's far too fucking sensitive anyway. Calm, calm down, okay? Here's the thing. And I don't, I don't think she's a cyberbullying. If she did, I mean, it's just some things are rude. People sometimes are rude. I don't know if it's cyberbullying. <laughs> and, and, but, you know, it wasn't like tell somebody to kill themselves or something like that. But I don't, you know, she's the thing. I, but she said none of that stuff happened with him. Okay. The thing is, she's human. She's going to say the wrong thing. She's going to say the right thing. She's going to say something. You know, calm down, everyone. Calm down. This, this is just a part. This is this is this is this is why we all should be more tolerant of things people say. People are gonna say things. You know, let me tell y'all something right damn now, okay? Let me tell y'all right damn now. I'm, I always say it on this show. If uh, you know, the girl cry out of having to blow up one day. Understand? There's a whole bunch of damn shows on here. Y'all can go back and y'all gonna be like, damn, what Carlotta say? <laughs> So I give my apology ahead of fucking time. I'm human, and this podcast is done with, we do not, I do not believe in political correctness. This podcast is done. I said what I said. And some things I may have changed my mind on, and some things I may not have. But I stand by my shit, okay? <laughs> right? Even if I said and I don't agree with it no more, I stand by my shit. But I, I have the right to be human. I have the right to evolve. I have the right to grow. I have the right to say some shit that sometimes ain't right. I got the right to say some shit you might not like, okay? Uh, it is what it is. And that's how Chrissy should be. But Chrissy's trying to help John right now. I understand what the situation is because she doesn't marry John Legend's ass, okay? And, you know, oh, God. It's just one of those things, right? You know, it's like, you know, it's like, you know, John right now is one of the, she can be messy as fuck. You know she can, right? So it's one of those things John is probably like, oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you married the girl probably for that boldness and that, that, that cutting edge. 
But you got to understand, if you're going to be the motherfucker that's going to be playing it, like you're you going to be the, the dude that is the uh, ballot boy, Democrat boy, who says everything right and says everything something, Chrissy Teigen might not be your cup of tea. Because <laughs> that's a bold one right there, okay? She don't bite her tongue. Okay, she don't. And Chrissy, if you're going to be married to pretty boy, if he ain't no pretty boy, if you're going to be married to John Legend, oh, y'all, y'all, <gasps> you're going to be married to John Legend, Chrissy, you might have to calm it down. It is what it is. And you see, I mean, it is, you know, there's a price to be paid for everyone. Like, I don't say all the shit that sometimes I want to say. So I'm like, really, Carlotta? No, no, no. Because I understand that I have, there is a certain thing that, you know, I don't always say my exact truth. I say a lot of truth on here, but I don't always say my exact truth, okay? But, I mean, I don't say everything that I want to say. Sometimes you got to hold back. I know y'all don't believe I hold back, but I do hold back a lot. (laughs) But if I'm married to a dude like John Legend, I understand that if I get on a podcast or I get on a platform or whatever, shit, he's a public figure and I represent him, okay? And that I have to be careful. Now, also, he knew what the fuck he was when he married somebody like Christy T. So he got to understand that too, okay? And shout out to him for defending her, okay? This is much ado about nothing, to be honest. But I hope Chrissy and John learns their lessons from trying, from them attempting to cancel you. Cancellation culture is not good, okay? <sighs> what else? Salty. I like Salty. Says Salty doesn't believe in returning gifts to ex Quavo. Uh, ex Fans say she's right. Okay, this is according to me. me Meow.com, M-E-A-W-W.com, okay? It says, uh, Tasha, who has been uh, who has been recently the center of all the drama after her breakup with rapper Quavo from Migos, recently shared that she doesn't believe in returning gifts even after the relationship is over. Sitting in an exclusive interview with pop culture publication Complex, the icy girl hit maker stated that if the gift is for her, then it, it, it stays hers, right? The 27-year-old who had quite the public breakup with Quavo in March 2021 had received two expensive Birkin bags in July 2020 along with Swanky, a Swanky Bentley. Uh, a few months later, Sachi might have, may not have returned the bags, but it was rumored Quavo had sent a repo man to collect back the luxurious ride after things between the two went sour. Even though it was reported that Quavo never seen anyone to get the car back, he recently rapped about taking it back in his son, having it always feature from Drake, uh, Drake from Migos Culture, okay? Uh, listen, I agree with Sal T, uh, but she said, I mean, if she, if she said, I mean, if it's mine, it's mine, said Sal T. While discussing the breakup etiquette, etiquette the interviewer had asked Sal T if a person would give back uh, uh, their ex- a gift their ex gave them after a breakup. The female MC responded with a confident answer saying, I mean, it's mine, it's mine. 
the interviewer also noticed that the Birkin bag was right there with her. The interviewer had said before getting the answer from her, I already know the answer to this question because the mint green Birkin bag Quavo bought her is sitting between us. Uh, listen, I totally agree, and I hate me and don't give a woman a car and then send a repo to, don't say it's a gift. Don't have it wrapped on a bottle in social, on social media telling her it's a gift and then taking it back because she's not, because that's not a gift. If you're gifting a woman a car, it's hers. If you're gifting a woman, if you're gifting, now if you're borrowing, you're saying, hey, you got this car while we together. That's a different thing. But if you're saying, hey, I'm giving you a car, hey, I'm giving you some Birkin bags, the fuck, it's a gift. I agree with her 100%. And, and men, men and women, nobody should be taking your shit back because you broke up. I disagree with that. I disagree with it. Now, however, I have seen situations like this, so where I tell women they need to give shit back, okay? If you got a crazy and deranged fruit, okay, I had a person I knew. He was dealing with a, a crazy mofo, okay? Like, you know, they was just fucking socking them about a bedroom seat. Now, I got a gangster. My side of the family, my my family, my daddy's side of the family is <laughs> They were hood <laughs> and more hard. I remember what about I said. Uh, what about I say? Drop that shit back off on a lot or something like that. I forget what it was, my aunt <laughs> to this particular person. <laughs> Right, but I was like, no, you can't do that because you ain't gangster like this, right? You know what I'm saying? But you do need to give the set back because you don't need to be sitting there arguing with this fool. You don't need to give this fool no attachment because he's crazy, okay? Give him back his shit. If he's going to be a, a threatening you and threatening your life and stuff like that, sometimes you got to make clean breaks for mofos, okay? So in that case, when you're dealing with a crazy ass, somebody, okay, and they stocking you and shit for their gifts, they done gave you, hand that shit back, okay? I mean, really. Seriously, hand it back on that case. If you if you losing peace and sleep, and you got to, uh, uh, you got to, uh, what is it? You got to put out, uh, uh, what's some, uh, what's some, uh, some agreements, some, uh, them protection, article protections and shit like that, give them they shit back. Okay? Nobody want no order of protection and all that. Ain't nobody dealing with all that shit. That's ridiculous. Okay, and it ain't worth no, ain't worth no Birkin bag and nothing to deal with a crazy ass who might be trying to kill you on these streets. Okay, <laughs> it's just it is what it is. All right. So, so in some cases, I am for giving back back the gift when you want to make a clean clean break from crazy. Okay. <clears throat> However. If it's a gift, it's a gift. I am of the of the of the idea that if someone, except for maybe an engagement ring. Now, if you Mariah Carey, Mariah Carey said, "Fuck that." The engagement ring. Not only do I want the engagement ring. Remember, she told James Packer, "Not only do I want this engagement ring, but I need a settlement for my damn time." I love Mariah. <laughs> Mariah is hilarious. <laughs> She's the best. That shit, I've never heard that before. She got a settlement, allegedly, and kept it. They said the read was like $10 million. And she got a payout for her time. How did shit? <laughs> Listen, but sometimes, hey, the gift, I'm with Tati, the gift was for her time. Thank you for my Birkin bag. I spent a lot of time with your ass, okay? The bit, thank you for the Bentley. 
I spent a lot of time with Joy. <laughs> okay, she should give him that. He get he gets that shit on social media with a big ass bow. Nobody, no repo driver or anybody should be coming to get the fucking Bentley. That's you fronted on social media lying, talking about you bought your girl a Bentley. You did not buy your girl a Bentley. You probably leased your girl a Bentley. Don't front, okay? Okay, now, if you gifted her, that's a different thing. You know what real means? Where real deep pockets do that anyway. They like, they ain't trying to, they ain't trying to take back no gifts. They really, sometimes they ain't, because they like, you know, they moving on to the next. They ain't got time for that. They ain't sitting there. God, really. Only petty asses do that kind of stuff. I'm going back to Birkin Bay. When this boy Mayweather trying to get back out of the that uh, he gave Miss Jackson allegedly. Just cheap ass. Just somebody don't want to do it. That's, that's kind of allegedly crazy, too. You don't know. No. Okay. Sometimes you got to give them back their shit. Make clean break. But that Miss Jackson was smart as hell. They said she had. She had. She had she would her ass. They said had what is it? Uh, uh, what was it? She had uh, uh, storages with her stuff. All them gifts. She put all that stuff up the store. I don't know if she gave anything back. Did she get? I know they stopped. They ended up selling out a quarter or something like that. I can't remember. I got to read up on it. I think I read something about it on here. But crazy, okay? But he gets it. That you was claiming it was a gift. It's not a gift to talk about. Uh, uh, you, I'm, and now if you're saying, hey, I'm lending you these Birkin bags cause for as long as we're together, okay, so you can look good out in public and all that stuff. But if you're saying, and plus I wouldn't take it at that point because I ain't, well, unless I'm going somewhere to with you with, like if I'm going somewhere with this person, you know, award shows or events or business meetings or something like that or what I get, okay. But if you're gifting me something, that's different. Like that, it's a gift, okay? And that shit should be in my name, and it should be paid off, okay? <laughs> or it should be some uh, paperwork to the fact that you're going to pay. <laughs> I agree with Sati. I ain't mad at her at all. She right. She right. Sound right to me, okay? Um, also in the news, Rick James, okay? Uh, document, uh, a new document reveals how penis-building coke binge Help Lionel Richie, okay? Now, there's apparently a new documentary coming out about Rick James. And this is, it says, uh, let me see, we got audio. Let's listen to some audio. Okay, I'm going to put it back. Okay, I got I to gotta get it up here, you guys. Okay, it says he's Rick James, bitch, and don't you ever forget it. This is according to the New York Post. It says that classic Dave Chappelle catchphrase is exactly the kind of emphatic statement that the late super freak Funkster made in one encounter revealed by his former manager, Kerry Gordy, in a new documentary, Bitches, The Sound and Fury of Rick James, which premiered Tuesday at Tribeca Film Festival and will be available to stream on Tribeca at home beginning at 6 p.m. Wednesday. Uh, you know what? Let me tell you something. I don't like streaming services, being too many of them. But I've talked about this before. But it says Gordy, the, the eldest son of the legendary Motown record founder Barry Gordy, vividly describes how James frustrated with this by disappointing sales of his 1982 album, Throwing Down, and its accompanying tour, 
marching to the office of then Motown President Jay Laster to deliver his next LP. Then he proceeded to pour cocaine into Laster's desk, snorted, jump on top of said desk, take out his penis and shove it in Laster's face while yelling, sell my goddamn record. <laughs> then Gordy reveals that after that, the figure left the room. Liza simply said, lighter Richard effectively uh, signaling that all of Motown muscle would be put behind another of the label stars and James career was never the same, okay? Um, let me see, can I get this up? Goodness. I'm trying to get up the, uh, so you guys can see, hear some of the things. But you know what? Here's the thing. I love this documentary being done on Rick James because I feel like Rick James has not got his just due. He has one of the great musicians in music, okay? Rick is uh, one of the one of the, even some people uh, allege that you know uh, a lot of uh, Princess style came from early Rick James. Okay, so I mean you know so it, I I feel it's so cool to see a documentary, even the craziness of Rick James, but also to understand Rick James did so many. I mean he was a great writer, songwriter, and a great producer and stuff like that. So. It, it to me it will be very interesting to uh check out this documentary. Uh let's see if we can get it up. Oh shoot. Okay guys, hold on. I don't know this show. I told y'all today's gonna be messy a little bit, so okay, I'm, I'm trying to get up the show here. Then we're going to Foxy Brown. Okay. But I was trying to get up so y'all can hear some of this documentary, okay? But Foxy Brown, we're gonna talk about her in a minute because Foxy Brown is supposed to be doing uh, a memoir of uh, her own memoir, which is going to be real good. Now, y'all know, because it's some, when we talk about Foxy, it's some alleged case. I wonder if she going to go into, God, I ain't going to say nothing, because I already be checked into the Vermont Union. I already early on into this show. I don't want to be checked in no more. So I'll I'll go, you know, but it's a, it's a, you know. Let's see if we can get this up. Are we getting it up? I don't know if I can get this this audio up for you guys about Rick James. Okay. Let me see if I can get that on my other one. I really want to try to hear it. But I'm not surprised about these stories about Rick James. I mean, how many wild stories have we heard about Rick James? <laughs> I'd love to see a movie on Rick James. I think a movie on Rick James would be shit. <laughs> I mean, it would probably be uh, the craziest wild movie. I mean, it'd probably be off the chain, okay? I mean, because Rick, Rick James was pretty a wild one, okay? So it would be a very interesting to, uh, okay, yeah, we got it, we got it, we got the audio, okay, we got it up, okay, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's try to get some, okay, I'm about to let y'all hear it, hopefully y'all can hear Yeah, I think George took a offense a little bit. 
He walked on stage to the time he walked off. He was in it to give everything that he felt about the music and throw that out to the audience. All right, you guys. So I am so excited to see that one because I think it's going to be really good. You know, and a lot of people don't know how much of a showman Rick James was, too. You know what I'm saying? And Rick James. Gave us some great acts. I mean, you know, one of my favorite girl groups of all time, Mary Jane Girls. Oh, I love me some Mary Jane Girls. Ooh, my son used to be. It hurt. I, got, I like so many songs from Mary Jane Girls. Because they only had like two or three albums. It's like Hurting on the Inside, Candy, uh, Candyman. I don't know what I was thinking about when I was a kid. And uh, what is it? Oh, my God. My son, we like the boys. I used to love that song. Was a little girl. <laughs> that was my song. <laughs> In my house, oh, my God. Let me just tell you, listen. And then, you know, not even to mention, y'all, one of my favorite soul singers of all time, Tina Marie. I, let me tell you how I feel about Tina. Y'all, I, Tina is, you know, I don't let nobody go with Tina. Tina, like, when you, that, my song by Tina, where's California? Listen, here. And yes, indeed. My two gems. But that Where's California? Yes, both of them. Oh, my God. Cradle Robin, me. Casanova Brown. <laughs> they did in my heart. I, I, but I, that Where's California is probably my favorite Tina Marie song of all time. Oh, my goodness. Let me tell y'all, okay? So, yes, Irons in the Fire. Sucker for your love. I just, you know, Rick James produced a lot of great shit with Tina, okay? Oh, my God. Motown was genius to put her with Rick, okay? So, uh, you know, I cannot wait to uh, see this documentary, Bitching, and what it's all about, okay? All right, so, you guys, let's talk about Foxy Brown, okay? They're saying that he's brown. They're saying Foxy Brown is getting ready to uh, put out her memoir, which should be really interesting. Child, okay. Uh, this is according to uh, BT.com. It's saying Foxy Brown's incredible story is slated to hit shelves later this year. In an Instagram story post, the former Def Jam Records artist revealed her memoir is set to be released in December. The post was reshared by Kim Osorio, the author of the highly anticipated book, who also tagged, who also who was also tagged by Foxy. And on Soul's reposting, she called it the most controversial book to come out in hip-hop. Cheryl! Uh-oh. Yes, Foxy. <laughs> I can't wait. It says, uh, details around the memoir haven't yet been released. Aside from uh, the month, there is no drop 
uh, uh, dead release date. Foxy was a force to be reckoned with during the mid-90s and early 2000s. She signed with Def Jam in 96 and released her debut album, Il Nana, featuring classics Get Me Home and I'll Be, featuring Jay-Z and more. Brown was a member of the firm, which was assembled by Dr. Dre. She also was featured along with Nas, AZ, Carmega, who was later placed by Nature, okay? Uh, Listen. Okay, y'all know the tea that's been out here. I ain't going to check into the Ramada Inn again for a second time. Okay, today. I'm not going to do it. But let me just tell y'all, because I personally, myself, like the highest place. I ain't going to check into the Ramada Inn. Okay, but what I will say, <laughs> is Foxy going to reveal that she was dating somebody when she was underage? Oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, they even asked a certain partner of this person's Y'all know who I'm talking about, shit. But they asked a certain partner of this person something about it, and he he was like, I ain't in that. He 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 was completely running away from the question, which made me believe the T is real. Y'all be talking about R. Kelly out in these streets. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's a lot of R. Kelly running around here. A lot of Robert Kellys. But you know what? I ain't about to check in no more, okay? I'm fine. I've had my check-in for the day, okay? I don't know what Foxy going to reveal up in this story, but there's a lot of tea that Foxy can come out with. Ooh, ooh. What is she going to say? Oh. Mm. I can't wait for the movie to come out for that. Mm-mm-mm. She said it's going to be the most controversial book in hip hop. Uh oh. The Rock Nation lawyers on deck. <laughs> Let me shut my ass up. Speaking of Rock Nation. Speaking of Rock Nation. Did Mariah Carey get into it or something with Jay Z or something? They said she after she done left Rock Nation. Mariah Carey tired of the bullshit. Mariah said Carey see the bullshit. Now, she later came out and said she wasn't, she didn't get into a rock nation. <sighs> Mariah, I don't believe you. Okay? I believe you had it out. All they was doing selling your crit. Listen, Mar- Mariah, listen. Why do female artists, I don't understand. I keep saying this. I don't know why female artists sign under rock nation. I just, I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. I just don't. I think Beyonce's a very competitive nature into the business, and her husband runs Rock Nation. I would never sign under their management company. I feel Beyonce's whole energy is competitive. That's why I would never sign too much under a company that is not that is that is linked to her spouse. I mean, it's just like signing kind of with Tommy Mottola in the age of Mariah Carey. Oh, yes, shit, I said it. She should have known better than this shit, okay? Okay. <laughs> but she said they didn't go in it into getting it, get into it. A lot of people were saying this week they got into it. But Mariah was saying that wasn't true. But it says the singer exit following rumors of a falling out with Rock Nation founder Jay Z. Okay. Uh according this is according to Billboard.com, Mariah Carey has departed Rock Nation that partnered with Range Media Partners for Management, Billboard can confirm. Carrie will work with Melissa Ruderman, her former rep at Rock Nation, who joined Range Media in January. 
uh, Verity's first report the news. Terry's move to range media follows a report in the UK tabloid The Sun that the senior and Rock Nation founder Jay Z fell out following an explosive meeting. Terry, who signed with Rock Nation in November 2017, subsequently uh, set out to quell the rumor by tweeting, The only explosive situation I ever get into with Hope is a creative tangent, such as our number one son, Heartbreaker. Okay. Girl, bye. I believe you got into it. And now I. And now maybe you didn't, but I believe it was a little scuffle. It's a little, not a scuffle, but a little argument on it, okay? Uh, Curious had a lot of managers, okay? Uh, it seems like her best one, though, was she did really well with Randy. Um, Mariah, you're the biggest selling female artist in history. And I, I believe part of that, my personal opinion, that part of that was Tommy Matola helped that. But at the same time, and Whitney Houston defaulting on a lot of shit because of drug usage and stuff like that. But listen, I do believe that you shouldn't have been nowhere near Rock Nation. Nowhere near it. Nowhere near it. Uh, I, I think you were already having a problem before with management. You were already having a problem with uh, some public image imagery situations going on and to find under a place where Beyonce's shadow looms. I don't think, I don't advise that for any female artist except Meg Thee Stallion. Meg Thee Stallion is only uh, doing that, be, doing well because she's rapping. Okay. Well, people say, what about Rihanna? Rihanna, I feel, was an accident. I feel like it was an accident because of uh, Death Jam was in on her career at the time. And notice, Rihanna hasn't been making a lot of records. She's been selling a lot of makeup and lingerie. <laughs> Ooh, let me sit tight about shit. Okay, listen, am I checking into the variety in again? No, I think this is a fair assessment. Um, I think all my assessments are fair, but you know, sometimes they want me to take it. Listen, I, I, I'm proud of Mariah. I don't think anybody should be signed. Any female artist should be signed where there's such a competitive beast, beast where that is the, 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 um, the competitive energy of the Beyonce of, uh, 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 corporation. Okay. I would not sign anywhere near that. I mean, unless I was, I would sign with a record company like Sony because there's no loyalty, really, you know, record companies. If they, you know, they have a big artist that they tend to push, push. Yes, they do sometimes push more artists over other artists. But record companies can come here and go. They know Beyonce's at the kind of the t- maybe at almost telling in, right? So, you know, um, yeah, record companies are different. I would say, though, but Black Nation, where her husband sits in charge, net. No, no, no. And I say that for any female artist. And Megan, Megan is going to be called probably when Beyonce has her next album come out. I wouldn't be surprised if Megan was asked to do that. I mean, you know, they'll suck the life and energy out of Megan, too. But, no, I, I, I don't blame her. And Alicia Keys, I wouldn't be signed to him. I said this is the reason why I feel my one of my favorite singers. I like this girl, Melanie Fiona. I feel like her mistake was Rock Nation. I said this years ago. She finally left him. But it was, 
you know, it's never been the same. Like she was having this, like the trajectory, and then she signed with him. I was like, oh no. I mean, you know, I'll say the same thing for somebody like her. Don't ever sign to management with Rock Nation. Don't you do it. Run, run, run. Where there is such an entitled beast has the corporation of Beyonce looming above. It is a very competitive beast. I would not sign with these guys because, I mean, I feel like you can't do it. If you want to uh, ascend beyond the Beyonce Heights, or at least try to. And Rock Nation is a very powerful beast right now. But I, I don't think it's a powerful beast for certain, for female artists as, as much. You know, she's fine with them. And if you Shakira sign with them, like, where is Shakira? 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 Like, who else is signed? There's a lot of people. Alicia Keys? And we see how that's turning out. Not that it was doing good before, I mean, you know, but, you know, has it, has, have they helped? Alicia, be honest with yourself. Has Rock Nation really helped? You should be following Mariah. Exit stage left. You like Carlotta, you said a lot. <laughs> you like Carlotta, you said a lot. I forgot to talk about Charlie Brad's secret son and Kanye being a power couple with somebody. Oh, God. I have to go into overdrive. We'll talk in overdrive. We've got a couple of more stories we'll talk about in overdrive. Yep, just a couple more. If I get cut off, y'all know the y'all know the spiel. <laughs> um, so if you're listening on the phone lines, you want to stay on, okay? Because I'm going to go into overdrive. Other people who are listening through the computer, you'll have to catch it when the show goes up on Apple or it goes up on uh, uh, Talk, okay? Yeah, but no, I'm not for female artists signing to Rock Nation. I just am not. You know, Meg is a different beat. That's because it's rap. You know, and at the time, can I say this? Meg had dual management. She was kind of, at one point, she was kind of making it on her own a little bit. You know, uh, there's I mean, there's a lot to that, you know. And there was kind of a dispute about her management and stuff. You know, I am just not too keen on them with that Beyonce energy there. Because I don't see many people become as big as Beyonce except for Rihanna and Rihanna even her last album allegedly was leaked okay even even though it's a great album it was leaked uh, I feel like in a sense Rihanna even gets sabotaged but I don't know why Rihanna is scared to not to make that to make that leap away from them I have no clue why she does not make she doubled down on them actually but she hasn't been making a lot of records either see her making a record. I mean, she's making one allegedly, but she hasn't released it. And maybe because she understands there's a very, comp- but she's already been such so established that I don't know if the nature of the Beyonce beast affects her much. You know what I'm saying? Because she had that early help with Def Jam and stuff like that. It wasn't just Rock Nation. 
So I feel like, and then she's done, Rihanna's done such a great job at branding herself. Sort of like, uh, sort of like, who who did a good job of branding themselves? Sort of like um, uh, um, uh, Jennifer Lopez, you know, with clothing lines and other things. I mean, she's done such a great-ass job on that, you know? So she doesn't have to live off the clothing. And it's been smart. She's she's crafted such a huge image that it's hard for that beast, that 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 corporate beast to fight. I mean, Beyonce to fight her because she's crafted. She, her management's done. Even if it's Rock Nation, they've been very loyal. That team that she's got has been very loyal to her. Not that they haven't tried to sabotage her, because I felt like Rock Nation was trying to sabotage her a little bit with Rita Ora. But I digress. That's just my opinion. <laughs> okay. We've come to the end of the live show. I'm getting ready to go in overdrive. I'm going to check myself in again as everybody in. I think I've earned it today. <laughs> I didn't want to, but I will. You guys, thank you for listening to me like you do every week. Uh, I will be back next week. It is the Carlotta Chatwood Show. I will get my guest book. I know y'all saying Carlotta, when we go to the interview, they will be coming, okay? We're going to leave out here with Jeff Red, Utah, CC Show. I'm out. I'm Carlotta. Y'all have a good weekend, okay? See y'all. to the archive show. Remember, you can hit me up at the Carlotta Chatwood Facebook page, okay? You can hit me up also at Carly's underscore Galaxy on Instagram and on Twitter. There's two accounts, The Chatwood Show and Carlotta72, okay? All right, y'all. Okay, so I have more tea to talk about. Charlie Pratt apparently had a secret son up in these streets, okay? That's what they're saying. What is that written? Where did I just read that at? I want to talk about that for a minute. We got to talk about that. Uh, it up? Do I have it up? Okay. Yes. It's uh, from, let's see. Yeah. Okay. 
This is from a taste of country. It says a Texas man has filed lawsuits to dispute the will of iconic country singer Charlie Pride, who died in December of 2020 at the age of 86 after contact, contact, contracting COVID-19. Tyler Price, a 41-year-old police officer from Tyler, Texas, filed suit in May of 2021 to dispute the late singer's will, alleging that he's Price's unacknowledged biological child. The Dallas Morning News reports that Pride left a will that acknowledged three children, Carlton, Dion, and Angela. Their mother, Rosine Pride, the singer's widow to whom he was married for 54 years and who serves as the executor of his will, uh, but the morning news has uncovered court records dating back to 1992 when Tyler was 13 years old in which a Texas court cited the results of a DNA test declared that Charlie Pride was, in fact, Tyler's father, okay? The court ordered his legal name to be changed from Tyler Pines to Tyler Pride and also ordered the singer to pay $92,000 in back child support and begin monthly payments of $4,000 to Tyler's mother, Joyce Ann Pines, Okay. Tyler says that his mother told him Pride was his father as soon as he was old enough to understand and that he grew up playing Pride's music, knowing that he was dead, okay? As he recounts the story, his mother met Pride on an airplane flight when she was working as a flight attendant, and they had an affair that lasted a decade. Tyler says it was Charlie Pride's idea that they have a child together despite his awareness that having a child from an extramarital and interracial affair could damage his reputation and career. He said they loved each other. It was not a casual affair. Tyler Pride claims that they were regular childhood visits from the singer until Rosen Pride found out about the affair and his son and forbade it. But he would still speak to his biological father three or four times a year, okay? He says Pride had intended to treat all of all four of his children equally, but would often explain to him that it was a difficult situation and he needed to maintain peace at home. He describes a difficult childhood as a, a biracial child, okay? So Tyler Pratt admits to uh, his, part of his reason for filing lawsuits is about trying to find out what I'm entitled to. Financially, he says some of his motivation is far more personal. He claims nobody in the Pratt family informed him of his father's illness or death, leaving him to learn about it from a friend, okay? Um now, I hear in the state of Texas, you are allowed to not leave an illegitimate child in a will, okay? Now, I've seen these type of stories before, and I feel different ways about it, okay? Um, I heard a horrible story once of a, her, a father who left a child out, but this is a woman who knew about the child before they went. Listen, here's my thing, okay? It's my personal opinion, okay? Uh, if it's an illegitimate child from an affair, okay? Uh, let me just say this. In a, I'm going to try to say it in the nicest way possible, okay? You take your fucking chances, okay, as a woman. My personal opinion is that you have to make sure that your child is set up because you know that when you have enough ch- a, a child from and a man is married to another woman and those kids, he's more than likely to leave. I'm, now I'm talking about an affair here. I'm not talking about a man who had a child you know, a child previous a marriage or something like that. But a man who has a child during his marriage, an illegitimate child, right? Uh, listen, I, as a wife, I would protect my kids in the fucking estate, okay? This is, this, this, this is, I'm legally entitled to this shit. They legally entitled. This ain't no shit. He had no brother before. He had no sister before. And then like that, 
this is a he had an extramarital affair and had a chill outside of that affair, okay? Now, first of all, I'm not for women staying, you know, if you can't accept a child, uh, then I wouldn't be, you know, staying with it. But as a wife, if uh, this is my personal opinion. I, I, you never know what you do in these situations, okay? But I'm just saying what I'd like to think I do, okay? The first thing is, Charlie Pride, the first thing I'm doing is telling his ass if I'm staying with him, you better set him up. You better set that kid up with insurance policy and set that kid up with some money on his own because he ain't getting shit over here with this estate. This is, these, this is my baby's estate, right? Because your ass and I've been here for a number of years, and this is a legitimate union. But I am for you taking care of your child, and I am for my kids knowing they, they keep, they, they siblings, okay? So here's the damn deal. You need to set up a separate fund and a separate estate for that separate thing for that child. But they cannot have part of the Charlie Pride name. They cannot have they are not entitled to any of the uh, 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 the other monies coming in. Those are entitled to children in the fucking marriage. Other than that, you ain't heard and had y'all little illegitimate affair over there on the side. Y'all, you let's just set up a nice little policy for him that he can go to school, he can live off of his the rest of his life, and he can be good. Right. He or she can be good. But this shit right here is me and my kids, okay? Because we, we was in this legally. Now, that's how I feel about it. Sorry, if it comes from an affair, I'm, I'm sorry. I, you know, first of all, it's just tacky to be out here having side babies in the middle, okay? It happens, but it's tacky, okay? And when you a woman from that's produced a child from a side affair, you got to understand that there's some shit that comes with that, okay? And, and it's not the child's fault, but he says a man should have made sure that child was set and set well. And as a woman, if I had stayed with a man like that, I would have made sure, I would like to think I would have made sure that he made, he took care of that child outside of that, okay? But this estate right here in your fucking name, okay, belongs to these kids, and they will continue to make money, and they will make money for generations and generations and generations off of that name because I was in a marriage. My shit's legal. <laughs> I like Carlotta. It is what it is. That's how I feel about it. I'm sorry. He's not getting in on the state. And plus the widow. And I don't think he's going to probably get entitled to it because here's the thing. The widow, if the mother was still alive, probably would have a shot at it. But he left the wife, the executor of his will, who the wife is entitled to whatever she gets. He didn't even have to leave his own kids anything. So he left his wife and those three kids. He named them. And when you name them in, in certain laws, I don't know about the state of Texas, but in certain laws, when you name the children, that means he was very aware of who he was leaving his estate to. And he was aware that he had that other kid out there and he did not put that child in. And you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. Now, let's see, on some back taxes and um, – in child support and shit like that, I don't know how the state of Texas is going to judge that, but, you know, but the state of Texas, I think they do allow for people to not leave you. They don't have to leave. You don't have to leave your children in your will. And I think most states are like that. Not all, but most of them. So, I don't know, you know. And, you know, but as a woman to avoid messiness, 
if I knew this still legitimate kid. See, that's why I hate women staying with men and trying to ignore the side baby. Okay, when you know this motherfucker done had a side baby with his messy ass, okay? So when you know he done had a side baby, you got to protect you and your, your children's estate. Yes, it's your children. If you married to this motherfucker, unless you divorce. But if you married to him, and when you divorce, you protect. But when you married to him, you have to make sure the estate is protected if you know it's an illegitimate, illegitimate kid out there. Okay, so you need to make sure, first of all, you need to make sure kids know each other. I mean, if you stay with the, the, the person, then you need to forgive and love that chat, okay? But you need to uh, make an understanding that the estate to him is going to my kids because I'm married up in this joint, okay? Now, I would plan for the other kid to be well off and done for, okay, get, 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 and be taken care of. But this money right here, My family. Now, just because you and her got together and decided to do some sad shit, ain't got nothing to do with me and my children, okay? Now, you went outside the, the range of your man, okay? And she made a mistake on that. And as a woman, if you the side baby, if you the side chick, I have always said, these men can die. So make sure that your kid is taken care of. Get with these men and set up policies and all kind of stuff to make sure your your child is intact because you know you was doing some side shady shit and you had this baby in a messy ass situation so you need to make sure that the child is taken care of okay because you know he probably if he's married he probably ain't gonna leave his shit to y'all okay so you need to make sure that you and your baby are taken care of for life and he has a nice little policy or something set aside for you and that he continuously pays it because it as personally belongs to that child, okay? That's what you do when you're dealing with messy shit, okay? That's all. I guess I, your mama didn't take care of that shit. She should have took care of that shit. All I got to say. <laughs> what else? Can I get with everything? I think I did. I wanted to talk about, I think I was going to talk about the Gorilla Goo girl launching her hair on hair care line. <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm, just, I'm not going to be talking about because it it's too funny. She launching her own hair care line after tasting her, gluing her head to, hair to her head. She had a real work out here. <laughs> but I've heard of you, a sis, got uh, sisters out here, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> doing something for herself, okay? It's just crazy, all right? Uh, Kanye West, we're going to end it with Kanye. Kanye West is dating, allegedly, somebody new, okay? Kanye keeps picking the same type of chick. And Kanye, Let's read about it, okay? This is according to Boston. So Kanye West sat out Arena Shyak believes they'll be a chick power couple. Okay, Kanye West's new romance with Arena Shack has been hot in the headlines for the past few weeks. And it's probably no surprise to the rapper uh, who reportedly thinks they make a perfect power couple. The latest reports about the rapper, producer, fashion mogul, and his new model boo claims that things are going well for the pair and Kanye was proactive in their romance, okay? 
The outlet reports that West, who is 44, and my 34-year-old Shyak high standing in the fashion world. Okay, see what I'm talking about? See how the bullshit he's trying to do? Okay, Kanye also loves that Emma is a, an established and respected model in the fashion community. He loves that she comes, comes uh, carries clout with the fashion world. The insider adds, he thinks they could be a very chick power couple. The pair were spotted together in Providence, France, celebrating West's birthday earlier this month. He always thought she was beautiful, and they both look forward to seeing where this goes. Okay, listen, Kanye, this is the problem. Uh, during the uh, the June out oh, this during the June tenth finale episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, Kanye's estranged wife Kim Kardashian confessed to her mom that West moved to Wyoming was a big part of the set, and she felt best he find happiness with someone who could pick up and be with him in another state. Okay, uh, listen. Um, Now, remember, he can have another family, Kim. I hope you secured as much of the estate as you could with him. And I hope you've gotten that shit straight because he can, Kanye's the type, he's a fucking Gemini. He's the type who can go off, not all Geminis do this, but he can go off. I mean, it's in, he, he, he can go off and create a whole other family, and, you know, he could probably be cold to yours, okay? So I hope that, I'm not saying he will, but you, you should, I hope you secured the, the wealth. Listen, Kanye has this thing. I told you who Kanye really, in my opinion, really loves, okay? <laughs> my kid, my opinion, Kanye's dream girl is Beyonce. He loves the fuck with Jay-Z. He loves the fuck that Jay, he really, that's his dream girl. I always think he was the head of the beehive. I said, Kanye West is the head of the beehive. Kanye West loves him some damn Beyonce. That's it. If Beyonce got single today in these streets, I don't know. She got three kids and she's been with Hope. But if she even looked that way, I think, I don't know, I think he would risk it out. <laughs> she wouldn't give a damn. <laughs> I think he thinks she's the perfect specimen. But listen, now, here's the thing. Because he's, he has this idea of power couple in his head, okay? And I, you know what? I'm not mad at the idea of a power couple, okay? But that can't be the only thing in your head. I mean, when you're when you're allegedly bipolar, and you have some mental situations going on, you also want a very caring person in your life and a person who can love you and take care of you and understand your illness and understand what's going on with you. That's the problem, your fucking problem right now, Kanye. You married the Kardashians thinking they were going to be some sort of status for you. And that shit, everybody was trying to tell you, and then you get mad because she came with baggage, okay? And I'm sure this damn model comes with baggage too, okay? Listen. Cloud isn't everything. Sometimes, yes, you want somebody, listen, a big billionaire dude like Kanye, he definitely wants a chick that is going to upgrade him in some sort of way. That means, like, you know, like she may not got as much money as Kanye. No, I'm sure she don't. But she can't upgrade his status in the fashion world, okay? She can get there. It's something men like that. There's something that she can give that makes him look better in his community and in his place of power, right? That's so that's not a bad thing. You want to do, you want your man to look good out there, okay? So you want to be a addition to him. I love Beyonce makes Jay Z look better, okay? Because she's because she's an addition to his power thing. But that can't be the only thing, okay? It can't. And I think that it'll destroy you just looking for people that you connect with on some sort of fashion basis or some sort of, I mean, you know, you will continue to make strange mistakes of, 
I really think you should take a break. He ain't even divorced yet. Then calm your ass down. Take some medicine and calm your ass down, okay? That's my personal opinion about Kanye right now, that he really needs to uh, calm down. I mean, like right now, I mean, the last thing you need to be doing is getting back into a relationship with another woman and, and, and looking for somebody. You're already looking for someone to connect with that's a power couple and not seeing the failures in your last marriage. Your last marriage was you had a bunch of babies, but it seemed like the shit was cold. It seemed like you just married because you thought that was going to up your stature. But it's more than that. You got you need to it's hard. listen. Try to find as much of the whole package as you can. Okay, I mean, it is what it is. You got to. You got to find the right thing. You got to find the right one, and that takes time. Sometimes it's not just somebody who's going to help you be a power couple. Shit don't work. It's another white woman, ain't it? It's a white woman. He like white women, huh? There ain't no black girls out there that can, that can, handle. you know, you know, Kanye, let me give you some advice, okay? There are plenty of great girls like that in school right now, probably Howard, you know, graduate, people in fashion design. There are girls, there are plenty, I'm sure there are some black girls in the fashion world, black models, things like that. I mean, look, I mean, why does I always got to be white girls? Is there a thing, something happened with a sister? Are you angry? I don't know, did they mess you up that much? <laughs> uh, if they ain't Beyonce, I mean, they don't work. Uh, I, I actually think that Kanye um, must need to cut that out. That's not going to work. I think he's tried that. I think the status thing, thinking somebody's going to be a power couple, is not. And I love the idea of power couples. There's nothing wrong with power couples, okay? You want to find somebody who empowers you, okay? And you want to. One of the things I tell people about relationships, and, and my personal opinion, okay, um, that you want to see. It's not just about love, but you want to see how well that you are doing and creating a life with each other. You know what I'm saying? If the if it's stagnant and if the life ain't moving, eventually you gotta confront that and decide do you uh I mean, it's just not about love, it's also about do we connect and build well. Because if you don't connect and build well, love won't always save the day either, okay? So you need to have a, a, a round, you need to have a, just a well-rounded relationship, one that's full of love, uh, uh, one that has love, but also has the ability to uh, build. And if you, sometimes people love each other, but they don't build well together. You know what I'm saying? Some, one other person may not be, uh, you know, one to go a certain way and one other person may be wanting to go another way. doesn't mean they don't care about each other. It just means that, hey, we may not work a partnership well together, okay? So you need to be finding somebody like Kim and Kanye, in my personal opinion. I don't know if there was too much love in my personal opinion. I think there was a stream light and a great friendship. But I think that um, Kim's family was looking for legitimacy. And Kanye was hoping, is trying to, like, be like Jay-Z in his head, in my opinion. He's got this fantasy, in my opinion. And I think that um, 
you know, it led him to picking somebody like Kim, uh, a, a warped idea of of a power couple. And, and you know, you just got to be careful with that. You know, it's just so many, so many men will do that. You know, you will pick people to be in your life. And women too, you know, who you, you got to find somebody who legitimately try, at least cares about you, okay? Because, I mean, a lot of shit can happen. You know, you you don't want nobody to just who you just a power couple with and just for the material, you know? Security is important. Shit, don't, I'm a Virgo, Virgo moon and Virgo in the second house, okay? Because security is fucking important. I ain't lying. I'm a secure, I believe that shit. <laughs> right? But however, Security isn't the end all to be all, but it is important. Trust me, but it's very important. Okay, so you know, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's very interesting because I think that he's very uh, he's seeing things in such a in such a Geminian. Because uh, sometimes you know, Gemini can be deep, but sometimes they can be very shallow, right? So I think you see it, and he's seeing it in such that. He's in shallow water right now, and he's just seeing the material gain and stuff like that. And I don't know if he's looking at someone legitimate to be a legitimate partner in his life. You know what I'm saying? And that's more than just, you know, building with somebody because they are part of the fashion world. That's great, but, you know, that's not the end all to be all, okay? So, you know what, guys? That is it. I think that's my last story of the day. You guys, I have had a great time. I'm glad I'm back talking with y'all. I got to shoot the breeze with y'all this week. I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. It's hot here in Texas. Child, it's hot as hell, okay? I be seeing the devil outside, so I'm like, girl, it's hot. (laughs) But you guys, have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. I will see you all, God bless, next week. And maybe I'll have a show during the week. You never know. Okay, I'm going to try to book my guests this week. Child. Lord, I'm going to try to book them, okay? Happy Juneteenth, okay, to everybody. I hope you guys enjoy the federal holiday. Remember what Juneteenth is about. Remember the people that Juneteenth is about. Um, remember our ancestors, okay? All right, you guys. I'm out. What are we going to leave out here? I don't know. We should leave out with, uh, I don't know. You know, I thought I was going to have this <laughs> uh, I, I already set, but I, did, I don't. You know how every, it's, 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 let's leave that with second time around, Shalimar. See y'all. I'm out. I will see y'all next week. Have a good one.